What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mockingbird. Man, it's been a good day. It has been a good day. Um, we had a really good crowd out at uh, Mad Life Station Studios. I'm recording this on the Sunday. And uh, then we skedaddled on over to uh, the Hog and Ale in Marietta and had Mr. Miles Landrum out. And man, we had such a good time. Uh, we bannered back and forth. We talked about songs. Uh, if you haven't made it to one of these shows yet, please swing by and uh, and do just that. Uh, we do it every Sunday night from 7 to 8.30. It's a 90-minute show. Uh, just think VH1 Storytellers, uh, but acoustically. I guess those were acoustic. I don't remember. It's been a minute since I... Does VH1... Does it, does it exist anymore? I don't even know if it exists. Um, but that's beside the point. But every Sunday night from 7 to 8.30 at the Hog and Ale Smokehouse in Marietta. It's right off the square. Fantastic food. Uh, some of the best brisket I've had this side of Texas. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of a snob about that kind of stuff. So uh, definitely, 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 definitely check it out and come see us. It's every Sunday night. Uh, if you're listening to this at your normal normal time, and I couldn't get the word normal out, um, this coming Sunday it's going to be Mr. Kurt Lee Wheeler, and we're going to have a good time. But tonight was awesome with Miles. Uh, my buddy Carl was back in town, and uh, it's just it's always it's always a blessing to get to see Carl. And he's in town for a little while to uh, see some music shows, and then he's going to continue his walkabout with his lovely wife, Miss Paula, down in Mexico. And then uh, when he gets back, we're going to do a we're going to do a round two podcast. I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the news. Uh, so yeah, you know what, y'all? I mean, this is just kind of on my heart right now but there's been just so many wonderful things i've had a week you know you have those weeks where like it doesn't feel like anything's ever going right nothing bad's happened nothing terrible but it's just one of those days you get down in your or weeks where you just get down in your thoughts and you're like man i wish this would happen and i wish this would happen and i'm working to make this happen and i know we all have those and uh today just there was something about today it was just a blessing the music was good uh chit-chatting back and forth with miles at uh at the hog and hell tonight was just there was something in the air and it it, it was just awesome so thank you all that came out um as always this podcast is brought to you by just a fan photography and our friend carrie hood uh, make sure you check her out just go to facebook.com forward slash Carrie Hood Photos, and Carrie is spelled C-A-R-E-Y. Um, so check her out, and um, she will uh, be thankful you did, and, and then tell her I said, hey. All right, I'm not going to keep rambling on in your ear. Um, I've got a wonderful guest for you this week. It's Mr. Ben Ivey, um, and he, he, he runs sound all over town. He's a nice guy. We talked about the nuts and bolts of how he got started and music, and um, he owns his own recording studio now, uh, and um, it's Living Oak Studios, and it's just, it it was a fun, 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 fun talk, and um, I hope y'all enjoy it. Make sure you check out some of the musicians. If you need a place to record, I can vouch for him. Uh, Mr. Clayton Wyatt just... 
just put out and uh, is working on. I think the album's actually done, but his first single's out, and it's uh, it, it is awesome. And Ben's just a good dude. He's just a good dude, and we had a heck of a chat. And uh, why don't we just go ahead and get into it? Um, as always, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, I I would probably do this if you weren't, but man, it means so much to me that you are. And I, I just can't, I just feel, you know, a lot of gratitude, a lot of gratitude. Somebody brought that up. I did the, um, my question of the day that a lot of y'all follow along on the Facebook group and, uh, CJ Johnson said, you know what? I said, what is one word that describes your life or something like that? I don't remember the exact question. And he said, gratitude. And, uh, that's what I feel today. That's what I feel tonight. And I hope y'all do too. And, um, yeah, but you know what? It's been a great, it's been a great day. It, um, it's a nice capstone to a, uh, fairly trying week. That's a good way to put it. All right. I'm going to get out of your ear and ramble. I told, already told you I'd do that once and I'm still doing it. So without further ado, y'all welcome to the Mockingbird, Ben Ivy. Everybody, welcome back to the Mockingbird. I'm sitting here with my buddy Ben Ivy. What's going home, Ben? What's up? What's up? How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. Uh, yeah, you know what? I it's the same thing happened when um, Brian was here. Brian Kane was here. Oh yeah. We all started talking about all these things, and I kept saying we should just record this. Sure. You know. Yeah. Y'all probably missed out on a good 30, 45 minutes of randomness. At least 30 minutes. I love that, dude. Yeah. So much. So before we get too far into this, just tell people who you are. Tell people, yeah. you know, kind of your your thing. Sure, yeah. So um, I'm a music producer and audio engineer. Um, full-time, that's what I do. Um, I grew up um, in the church doing stuff, like I think everyone does that's people, in yep. music, you know. Yep. Especially in um, the South, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom is a concert pianist. Okay. And she's ridiculous. Yeah. She's incredible. She's the best musician in my family by like a mile. Right. Um, most keyboard players are the best musicians, by the way. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> they actually have to know what they they're doing. They actually have to know what they're doing. They can't yeah. just strum. Exactly. So, um, so, yeah, so I got a lot of musical influences from her. So I was the kid that was like always in choir, always had the solos, like that yep. kind of life. Right, right. Um, and then during that time kind of paralleled, I would um, – I would hang out with my dad in the audio box, as it were, the okay. sound booth area. Yeah. And um, I used to run sound at church too. Nice. Yep. And so he um, is a physicist and is really, really smart. Yeah. 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 Like when those to, two things usually go hand in hand. Yeah. 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 So, like, and did like all his schooling, like, really, really intelligent guy. Like, when you're in the room, like, he's usually the most, the smartest guy in right. the room. Right. Like, right. That's his kind of lifestyle. Um, and so, like, I would sit at the board and had this big old, you know, analog board, all these buttons. Yeah. And what does every kid ask when they look at that? What do all the buttons do? What do those do? 
But he could actually tell me he what could they explain were. It. Le- legitimately with yeah. actual like real terminology and I didn't know what it meant for nothing. <laughs> I had no clue. I was I was I was just mesmerized at like how right. to make something sound good. Yeah. Um because back then it was just about, you know, we want it to sound good so no one notices we're there. Right. And I kind of learned that concept that really early on yeah. to know that like, hey, like this is a service, not just a service of like this job is what we're doing. But then like it affects a lot of things. That's true. It doesn't just affect you. Right. You know, and so that kind of lifestyle and that kind of culture, those kind of things, like it really kind of set me up. So I always did that yeah. with my dad. Like that was just a thing I did. If I wasn't singing in church, I was doing that with him. So I kind of did like. So it wasn't musician. in church. No, it was a, it was him? A, it wasn't church okay, with him, okay. but it would just depend on the day. Like if I was doing gotcha. something down there or oh, if I was okay. upstairs. I gotcha. They gotcha. had a balcony, it was a huge sure, church. Sure, sure. Um and so that was kind of like how I started, but like I never picked up an instrument. I was never that person. Right. I always idolized people who did that, but like I just never did that cuz I was a singer. Okay. Like I grew up a singer. Right. Um actually it reminds me I have this uh <laughs> I have this like little poem that like my next door neighbor I hung out with um, her son for like my whole life, right? And he, she wrote like a little poem about me from my graduation kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure she wrote like, what's the street I lived off of? Gillum's Road, like the Gillum's Road singer at the top of it, which is hilarious now because I'm, I don't do that, <laughs> right? No, no. <laughs> but it was something I did for the longest time. You know, like I was that person. That I was, sounds like an album title, right? To you. Yeah. yeah, like a really good one. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Keep that in your back pocket. That's true. I do eat by songwriting, so that that does happen. That's um, true. But anyways, but like I would do. That was just who I was. Like that was kind of my identity in a way. Right. Um, and I did that, and I did that in school, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I kind of grew up like the piano my mom's a piano teacher and she's like the east Cobb like mafia like she does everybody's kid right she's right. really great at it yeah. she's like the best teacher around and she's really ridiculously cheap and um and so like i always heard the piano like at the house going in the background yeah. like it was just like like tv background noise like, right that's what it was um so i just grew up around music but i never did anything I never really? played anything. I would be in bands. I sung for people yeah. all the time, but like I never picked up a guitar. To this day? No, I do now. Okay. Oh, yeah, now okay. I, I play a bunch of instruments. Okay. Um, some of them all right, but most of them not. Right. <laughs> I always say I hire the great player. Well, yeah, um, absolutely. But I, uh, but so I would do those things, and like it would, it would just like something was missing. Like I felt like I had to have an instrument in order to do that job better. Because right. that's just what I saw. It was sure. more optics. It wasn't anything of, like really. I didn't realize this till later on, but you know what it was really about. But it made me really focus on the craft. Yeah. And like one thing, being great at one thing instead right. of trying to do a multiple of things. Sure. Terribly. Yeah. You know. Um, of course, I know that now, and that sounds way more elegant. Back then, I'm like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, whatever. Right. Like, right. like every dude does, I guess. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's kind of how, like how I got my start from the church and my mom specifically. Um, but then I also had some really great mentors. Yeah. So like I was, I was really, really blessed by having this, um, this guy who was basically like my second dad growing up. Um, and he was the music, uh, director at the church. Okay. And this was the guy like we went to lunch with every Sunday after church. My, 
my mom was best friends with his wife. Like, oh, and minister he still, of music. Yeah, that's yes. what my, my uncle is a minister of music. Yeah, that's awesome. In Gunnersville, Alabama. Gunnersville. Mm. Is that, that right? No, he was front. He used to be in Gunnersville. He's over. That's cool. I can't remember. But, I love that. So like, he's like one of my favorite <coughs> humans on this earth. Yeah, and um, he uh, so he was a huge influence in my life, sure. and his wife was too. His wife was the organist. Okay, and um, they're like two peas in a pod. Like they're incredible, and right. they're really great musicians. Yeah. Like they are ridiculous. Like most churches, if you want to go, if you want to go find musicians, just go to the church. Even if you don't like what they're doing, just go there. Oh yeah, because you'll find. Oh yeah, you'll find the people you need to be yeah. around. Um, as far as and music it, goes, and it seems like the organist is always. Well, they got the most stuff. Yeah, for sat in front well, of. Well, you got to move organ. your feet. I mean, the only thing—it's oh. more complicated than a, a pedal steel. I'm telling you though, but recording one is the bomb. Oh, I'm sure. I'll tell you that yeah, story. Tonally, later. Yeah. I'll tell you that story later. Um, oh, but but yeah. So like, I grew up around those kind of people, yeah. and I had family members and uncles and all that stuff that were just really into recording and all that kind of stuff. And so, like, I grew up around that culture. Yeah. But then the sidestep was like I feel like most guys do they have to play sports. So I sure. love sports. Yeah. And I wasn't good at any of them. I was good at basketball, but that was right. about it. Um but I love sports. Like that yeah. was more my thing when I was right. a teenager. Like music was a big deal, but that was like a church thing. Yeah. Audio was something I was super interested in, but I didn't think you could do that. Right. Like, I didn't think that was a job. Right. You know, I felt like you had to do I feel like what every kid thinks they have to do, they have to you, know, yeah, you go, go to school yeah. and you do this and you do that. Become and, a lawyer. Or yeah. An yeah. Accountant or Absolutely. Whatever. And none of those things interested me. Right. Like, yeah, me neither. None of them. No, I like, understand. Totally. Like, like, some of it in a way was cool. Yeah. It was like a neat idea. Right. But then it was just like, yeah, that's cool for like six weeks. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like that's awesome. And like, you know, some people, my brother's an accountant and he loves it. Yeah. And I, I mean, know some people, people are, do yeah, that. they're wired for sure. That, but, yeah, just the 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 thought of an office will give me the highs. Oh just yeah, the thought of that. I don't know if we'll get to those those two desk jobs at some point, but that's a funny story as well. Um, I can honestly say I've never had a job where I had to wear anything other than blue jeans and a t shirt, which ooh, I'm pretty happy about. That I definitely. Well, that's not entirely true. When I was a cowboy, we we were required to wear long sleeve button up shirts. Mm, interesting. Yeah, cowboy. but that just kind of goes with the look. It does so. go with. Do you have a good hat? <laughs> yeah, that's right there. Oh shoot! Yeah, man. Didn't you? Did you wear? I feel like I've seen you wear. Yeah, that. I wear that a lot. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I wear it quite Every, a bit. I didn't wear it at the the Oak House that one time, which is a real rare appearance for me not to have it on. Yeah. Actually, yeah, and you know it happens. You got to change it up. You know. Yeah. Sorry, I sidetracked you. So. No, you're good. You're yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, so like I grew up in that kind of lifestyle, and then like everything of my life was music. Right. Like, that was just it. So I was like the chorus president when I was in high school. Like the school I went to was a really great school. And like basically every extracurricular activity they had like did well. Yeah. And it wasn't just they did well in the sense that they did well for their school. Like they did well like statewide and nationally. Like it was that so kind it was of their, school. Their thing. Yeah. Like they their band was like national champions, like oh, wow. had legit like ring kind of yeah. stuff. Like yeah. it was a job for those right. people. Right. I was not in that. Okay. Thank God. Because <laughs> it was too much work and I was too lazy back yeah. then. So there's no way. Um but the group the chorus group that I was in was really, really good. Like if I looked back now at the talent that was in there, it's just ridiculous. Just 
you, you know, if you think yeah. about those kind yeah. of things, like, yeah. it just kind of blows my mind. And there's so many people that are in music from that class. It's just ridiculous. Um, actually, one of them was on the NPR Tiny Desk. Oh, He wow. won it. He, nice. His, I think he was playing guitar for that. His name's Nick Carpenter. Okay. Super incredible. He has this band called Medium Build that's ridiculously awesome and killer songwriter. And he's playing guitar for them on this, like, little tour, and they won. That's awesome. Which is crazy. That is crazy. You know? Um, but, yeah, so, like, I had, had so many friends like that. But then everybody played instruments. Mm-hmm. That's, like, what they did. There was yeah. killer guitar players, great drummers, and I just never did that because I was so focused on singing and, yeah. like, that being the thing. Yeah. But then, like... In some ways, it's kind of the same thing, though. In yeah, some ways. I it mean, is. It is. And, you know, I realize now, doing what I do for a living, how much of a skill set that is oh yeah to be really good at it you know and like and like crafting harmonies and crafting vocal parts like yeah i had no melody like melody is king yeah all if you ain't got a melody you got nothing right i don't care what you got to say you can't make it sound good it doesn't matter exactly you know um so but it was so interesting though because i felt almost powerless Uh. without those instruments because like that's what i saw that was good doesn't mean it was good. It just saw it's that. It's almost like a security blanket that you don't have. Yeah. And then so, so like, fast forward to high school, um, I'm, like, in my senior year, and I got, like, my first, like, real job. I did right. some side stuff. I played at weddings, that kind of life. Sure, like, sure. That kind of thing. But I got my first job at Chick-fil-A, which is super common, uh, especially around here. Um, and I basically realized that, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like it I got to admit, though, the Chick-fil-A and the way they do, I mean, there are people out there that hate Chick-fil-A for certain reasons and whatever. Sure. I don't care. They make a great chicken sandwich and an even better chicken nugget they and do. an even better chicken biscuit. That That's, chicken biscuit is ridiculous. Oh, it's so good. But the way you can pull in, I used to work in Atlanta, and it, right off of Howell Mill, there's a Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And you could pull in there. The line would be around the block, and you'd still be out in five minutes because they're out oh, there sure. with their... Their tablets and their oh, man, they're crazy. Come on now, that, I mean that's you gotta respect. And we didn't the have hustle. any of that back then, though. I'm just well, saying. nowadays. You now it's crazy. I have an app. I get points. The yeah, best thing. I don't have crazy. to do with people. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like that was my first job, and I learned a lot about customer service and all that stuff. But then I realized that like I hated that nine to five life. Right. Right. Like no, you know, I that. wanted I I all I wanted to do was music. Like, yeah. That's all I wanted to do. So, like, my first, like, paycheck, as it were, like, I bought a guitar. Yeah. And that was a big deal for me. Sure. Like, that was a huge deal. I didn't know how to play it. I knew nothing. What kind of guitar was was it? It was an Epiphone. Okay. And it was, like, uh, I think, technically, I guess it was, it was modeled after the SJ200. Okay. Gibson. Yeah. I don't have it anymore, which sucks. (laughs) I so wish it, because it actually sounded pretty great. Yeah. Like, if I went back, I probably would say no, but it does sound really good. Right. Um... And so, like, I played every stupid gospel song you could think of. Like, that's just, like, what I did. Because I wanted to be a worship leader. Okay. Like, that's what I, that's what I wanted right. to do. Like, that was my whole goal. That's, I mean, every song I learned to play, on, I mean, it was Jimmy sure. Buffett and Jesus. Seriously. Yeah, that's and that's awesome. a song idea. I love and that. Carrie Hood, who was definitely listening to this, please yeah. write that down. That's I'm not awesome. kidding. Carrie Hood has like this in her phone. Yeah. She has this, like a Greg folder of things That's I've so said, great. and I've asked her to write down. That's so I don't great. Even, but write that one down, please, Miss Carrie. It's like an intern or Jimmy something. Jimmy Buffett and Jesus. Man. 
She's great. I've just oh, recently met awesome. her too. Her photos are incredible, um, but she's also just a really good person. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I really like her. I've met so many cool people over the last year. It's ridiculous. Um, There's something going on. Dude, you're so right, man. There's something there, going on. There really is. North Georgia is on the rise. I don't – and if they don't know, they're either dumb or deaf or blind or yeah. both. Or they just haven't been awoke to it yet. <sighs> you ain't kidding. Yeah. Um, so Chick-fil-A, it's going fine. It's whatever. Like, it's just a typical job. I learned a lot. I liked it. It's, yeah. It, you know. Yeah. Um, but then I realized that, like, you don't make a lot of money slinging no, you chicken. No, you, know? you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> unless so, you own the Chick-fil-A. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that would be super rad. I don't know if I could do that. But, yeah, you know, you get Sundays you off. You never know. Um, <laughs> That's true. It might be worth it for the biscuits. <laughs> Those <laughs> biscuits be, are great. To be fair. Or the chicken minis. God, I will so say that things. one thing. On, what is the one thing on the chicken sandwich? You know, it always has that one little triangle point on there that I always have to break off. You know what I'm talking about on Chick-fil-A? Sand- it's only about. on Chick-fil-A. I know, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I always just had to break it off and throw it away. I, the, the thing I hate the most is that nowadays they don't they don't wipe the drink cups when they get no, stuff they from do the top. Not. And I used to be like, I mean, just like killed about not doing stuff yeah. like that because the guy that trained me ended up buying a Chick-fil-A and oh, doing wow. the whole like operator thing. Yeah. So he was all business. Like oh, I yeah. knew every rule right, kind of that right. kind of life. Um, and like, if I did that and sent that out, he would have like castrated me. Yeah. Like for real, like in the Jesus chicken way, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not yelling at me, but like <laughs> something like that, yeah. you know? But like nowadays they, they never do that. Chick-fil-A, get on your game. Yeah, I know the Cathy's. I know these told people. told you a parable about how you're supposed to wash that away. <sighs> Whatever. I don't know if there's a parable about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's not. No, there might be. You never I'll ask know. my dad after we get done. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, I wanted to do that, but then I realized that, like, that was during high school. That was, like, my high school senior year, and it was going really well, but then I was going to school. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Right. Um, but then I also started playing shows. Yeah. I started leading worship at camps and conferences and all sorts of stuff. I mean, sure. like, for anybody and everybody, I probably played there. Yeah. Like, I was that person that would, like, be like, oh, yeah, has anyone ever been there? Yeah, 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 I've been there. Because I legitimately probably did. Right. And if I didn't remember, like, I got to the point where I'd ask my mom, she's my historian, she'd right. be like, yeah, Ben, you've played there. Yeah, you played there. You know, um, and so I did that for everything. And I realized you can actually make some money yeah. playing some music. You can. And wait, how much was that last check? Exactly. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm so out. <laughs> that's basically what <laughs> happened. And then I went to school. I tried to do the school thing. Um, you know, I think I did, like, what? Like, communication, something super yeah. basic, just right. because whatever. Yeah. You know, you don't take any real classes yeah. till two years later. Um, and so I did that whole well, thing. Well, and coming up, too, I mean, that's what you're told to do. Yeah. And, High but, school, then you go to college. Right. And, like, so my family is super accomplished, you yeah. know, like, physicist, pianist. My sister is a lawyer. Right. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of felt like I had to live up to that in a yeah. way. But then at the same time, I kind of had to prove myself. Right. Because uh, I've realized, and now I'm very much so, I'm a very business-minded person. Right. And so there's got to be profit. There's got to be something that's got to make this thing work. Sure. You know, there can be other there can be other versions of it, but there's got to be something that makes it work. So, um, you know, I did that because that's what I had to do, you know, yeah. and I was excited about it. It was cool. I didn't get to live at home. Like, right. you know, it was neat. But interestingly enough, I kept coming back home. 
I did like the first couple months, like I stayed there. Yeah. And then I all I did was kept coming back because I hated it. It just wasn't what I was supposed to do. But right. I didn't know what I really was supposed to do. Right. You know? Um, but I realized all I wanted to do is play music and talk about God while I played music that sure. didn't suck. Right. Like that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. I was like, that's fun for me and I get so much enjoyment about it. Like that's what I felt like I was supposed to do with my life was right. to write songs for people to sing on Sundays. Sure. Like that whole thing. Like, and I've written tons of songs, most of them very bad. I just want to be very clear about that. Yeah. Um, but I've done so many stuff like that. So I, um, I, I love doing that, but like, you know, the grades weren't super great. Like they were okay. Right. Like I did well in some courses better than sure. others. Like I wasn't a math person, but I was right. history and all that kind of stuff. Um, because I had a story, which yeah, kind of makes, makes sense. That kind of makes yeah, sense makes later sense. for right. what I do yeah. now. Um, but you know, I, but it didn't work. Um, and so I said to my dad, I had like that first real conversation you ever have with your yeah. parental figure of whatever. Right. And you kind of realize you got to tell them something that they're going to really, really hate more than likely. And I told him, I was like, at least in your, in your mind right. at the time, because my dad is a saint. Yeah. Like he's the kind of dad that like all my friends love my yeah. dad because he's a dork. He's super funny, yeah. but then he's just really personable right. and like is really generous with his yeah. time, his money, Which everything. Is, and you add all that stuff up, and you're probably going to the, into that conversation going, man, I really i am going to disappoint him. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that's the last thing I wanted to do. Like Now I realize that's not really a good ethic in general to like be a people pleaser, but at the same right. time, it's your dad. Right. Well, you know, yeah. like, and my dad's yeah. like my best friend. He was the best well, man Well, and I don't know wedding. about you, but like the, the worst thing – my dad ever said to me, and it only happened a few times, but it's like, son, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, for that sure. That was way worse than. Oh, like, man. That's like a kick in the with pants. A belt or oh, something. for sure. You know, it was way the worst totally. thing. I'm, I'm disappointed in you. I totally understand that. Yeah. And so, like, I sit him down, we have that conversation. And it's basically like, I don't know what to do, but I don't want to do any of that. Right. And so he looks up a school for me that does uh, that talks about God and talks about like music, but like, I didn't want to be a music degree. Yeah. I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to be a teacher. Right. I just didn't just did yeah. not jive with me, which is interesting because all I do is teach people about music now. So it Yeah, but on your been, own terms. It would have been nice to have yeah. the fundamentals. Right. But like I would have cut myself. Like, yeah. Yeah. like those people, if you're a music major out there, uh, bless you. Like they do so many courses and have to do so many things. It's insane. Right. Like I tried a couple courses at the first school I was at. And like I just I hated everything about it. Like it yeah. just sucked. It just sucked. Right. Um. So so fast forward. I go to this new school, and I'm like, oh, this is great. This is super cool. It's smaller. It's not so crazy. Right. There's not people everywhere doing stupid stuff or whatever. Um. But then I realized I didn't like that either <laughs> <laughs> because I was the one person that you know challenged everybody because i didn't agree with what they said or right. what they thought and like on, on a on a music level or on a theological level all levels yeah. i was like i was always that kid that argued <sighs> theology too i was a black not, sheep of not all the greatest thing sheep. for the preacher's kid oh so you, you'll love this so like i grew up with a really great pastor of the church like yeah. he was a really great guy he totally is he's still to this day yeah. a great dude um but I at one point got really uncomfortable always calling him Reverend. Yeah. Oh, my dad. I don't know if you've heard that episode. No. If you called my dad Reverend, 
He was one you? of the no, he wouldn't hit me. Okay, but it was one of the few things yeah. that he was like, no. Everybody called him Brother George, and he was fine with that. Our preacher, okay, like I mean, it was sure know, Tuscaloosa and everybody, most everybody. It was either Brother George or preacher. And see, that's a he hated thing. Reverend. When we, matter of fact, when I was, um, we moved to that church when I, I think I was four, mm. and he spent his whole. It was North Northwood Hills Baptist Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Well, technically Northport, but. Uh, when we moved there, I don't remember this. I was too young, but I they had it safe, but they had changed the sign out front to Reverend George H. Shaddix, mm-hmm. and he made them take it down. Like, that uh, was his first order. Like, no. I already like your dad. Yeah, he did. Uh, Pastor was fine. Sure. Preacher was fine. Brother George was fine. Interesting. George was fine. So to me, like, all those terms were the same. Well, yeah, Reverend is... Re- yeah, the Reverend... It just I mean, felt it's got more, connotations. more formal. Well, no, they're all bad. Yeah, yeah, and it it it, it has this connotation of uh, uppityness. You know oh, it I totally mean? does. You know what I mean? It's and a so uppity. I always just wanted to call him like Ron. Yeah, that was his name. Yeah, you know. Um, and then like I realized later, like he was a doctor, so they wanted me to call him Doctor Ron, and yeah. then this, that, and the other. And then I'm like looking at my like literal granddad, and I'm like. I call him Reverend Tyler because I love him. Right. Like, I love that dude. Well, he deserves, he you know, earned and the reverence. He, and he is. Because you hold him in reverence. Right. That's I the do. difference. That's the I, difference. I do. And, but at the same time, he was always Tyler to me. Yeah. That's what yeah. I always, everybody calls him that. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. dad calls him Jerry Tyler, his first name, because he just loves how it sounds. Like, yeah. that's just the kind of guy he is. Right. But, like, so, like, I had a real problem with that. And yeah. I never knew why. I found out later why, because you're not supposed to call people that. And so it totally makes sense. Um, but, like, I always was against the authority kind of stuff. Yeah, like, and me too. Me not too. In, a, in a way that wasn't, like, I'm better and I know more. Right. It was just, like, something ain't right. Well, did, uh, I mean, personally, I've always, I've always felt the need to challenge yeah. And it wasn't so much if you can prove to me why you're right, mm-hmm. then I'll go along with you. But sure. you're going to have to prove it. Yeah, I'm not going to just accept it at face value yeah, and about there's, anything. And there's times I will, like yeah. if they're really great at their job or, sure. they're, or they're an expert in their field, I will trust that oh, person. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. if not, oh, buddy, you better believe I'm going to ask. I'm going to raise yeah. my hand and I'm going to be like, what yeah, like that? if I come to your studio, I'm gonna be like, "Well, why are you micing me with that mic?" I'm gonna let, I'm gonna trust that sure. you got that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about bigger authority. Oh, totally. Things. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And so, like, I had a big problem with that. And the funny thing was, he was like the most mild mannered dude on the planet. Yeah. Like now that I think about it, yeah. Like he didn't really say anything that was super controversial, like ever. Right. Like he just was right. like. This is what's taught. This is what I'm gonna do. Here's the blanks. Fill it in. See you later, yeah. bro. Like yeah, he was just that right. kind of guy. Yeah, wasn't bad. Just that's what he did. Yeah. Um. So I always had a problem with that. So fast forward to school to Bible school. Oh Lord. That's super conservative, and I'm realizing that I'm not. Yeah. And I don't like to wear ties, and I don't like the music they play, right. and I want to change it because it sounds bad. Yeah, it does. You know, and contemporary like, gospel music, at least when I was like from from like 1992 to, I don't know, I haven't listened to it in a while, but mm. all the music in the that's bad music, man. There, there are. I'm sure pockets, there are pockets. There, yeah. are, and that goes into the story later. There are pockets of just 
absolute awesome. I'm sure there is. I'm sure but there then is. there's a but that it's black hole of death. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> That's terrible. It's like overproduced. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, that's a whole nother subject. I, mean, I could do a whole podcast oh, on that. Yeah. I could do yeah, you give me the old one. Southern Gospel with the, you know, some four part. Oh, dude, with some good hymns. And, that, yeah, oh, whole, man. Yeah, I'll listen to that. You know, it, all it, day. And even if, because I know there's people that, that don't do the church thing, and that's totally fine, because yeah. sometimes I want to get out um, because people are stupid. Right. Um, but if anything, you can take from them is the fact that. Most of the guys who wrote the songs that everyone's singing today from way back when. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Oh, a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, like centuries. Yeah. You know, and when your song gets to a point where it's sung by like 30 million people on a Sunday morning yeah. every week yeah. for a year, yeah. and then it's two, and then it's like, Wait, how long is that song about? Yeah. Yeah, how, yeah. Like, how come when you go in a homeless shelter and everyone knows this song? Right. That's kind of weird. Yeah. You know? Um, and There's some so, weight to that for sure. Yeah, there is. There's like some serious and, weight to and that. Then the, and, and for me, that brings me hope because that means... That's a really interesting thought that I have never... You know, I mean, I've always thought... I've always known that, you know, some of these songs are 100 plus years old. Yeah. And it's but just to think, really think about the weight on that, that's... You just think about it's it. It's pretty like, intense, really. Yeah, because if you, if you give it some, like, deep thought... Like, that means their songs, like, what I say, like, they hold the test of time. Right. You know, because a song is only as good, not just in the lyric, the melody, and the personal stuff, like the yeah. narrative that yeah. you create around that, or the right. album or the record. Right. But it, it's got to be able to last. Yeah. Some songs are flash in the pan. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. I, you know, but then there's songs that are going to be around a while. Yeah. And then there's songs that get what I like to call, like, an anthem. Right. Like, that's an anthem for, like, a generation. Sure. You know, like, sure. like if you go back to the 80s. That smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Nirvana. I mean, that, that's yeah, an anthem for a certain for generation. Sure. And then, but then, like, you go to the 80s and you think about, like, Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, man. Living on a Prayer. Yeah. You know, like, there are so many, you know, Melt With You, Thompson's. Like, yeah. there's so many great songs. Absolutely. That, that a cover band that I work for. Plays today, yeah, and people still lose love their mind when "Beat It" comes on by yeah. Michael Jackson. People lose their exactly. ever living mind, you know. Um, Every rose has its thorn, right? And so, like the beauty of song, and then the tension of like finding what's good right. is—it's a, such it's a reality, yeah. You know, um, it really is. But like, I really care about that. Sure. So, like those old songs back in the day are super great to look at. Yeah, for the poetry of it. Oh, like, not absolutely. even if you do like anything else, but like, there's so many things in there that are gold. Yeah. Um, so I had a huge appreciation for that back then. But then, like, they had no meat to them. They had no like entree. Right. Like they would play these songs, and they were just like, eh, that's well, there's, cool, there's, you, know? you know. A lot of it's 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 very generic. Yeah. And um, you know, if you. If you really break down whether whether you're a super religious person or not, but let's just for sake of argument say in this moment you are, you know, and you've really studied what those songs are about. There's a lot more, you know, there's a lot more fertile soil than it totally just is. this one, you know. And really, you can make that connection to like, any song. True, you know, you know like Absolutely. like Leonard Cohen, like who wrote Hallelujah, yeah. which is a 
classic of all classics. Like, that's an anthem in my category. Absolutely. It took him four years to write that freaking song. Yeah. You know, like, I know so many Nashville writers that got to write a song a week, oh, they'll get fired. Oh, yeah. Some of them a song a day. Yeah, and, like, so what if you, uh, you'll feel inspired to do that? Right. You know, like. And, and well, I mean, listen to country radio, and that. Oh. That's that's a song a day. That's what you yeah. get. You ain't kidding. That's what you get. You ain't kidding. There's but there's a lot better acts out right now though. Oh, it's 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 getting better. Oh my gosh. It's getting better. Especially there's there's some females that are finally yeah, getting Margo some recognition. Price. Uh, man, yeah. There's you got like Marin Morris, yep. like people like that that I just adore because they're just Oh, I can give awesome. you a long list of amazing Americana quote unquote country female oh, artists. Yeah. Like it's finally they're finally getting some notoriety because it's about freaking time yeah. well and one thing i've noticed too is you know a lot of them backed out of all the festivals and then what was uh it was uh amanda shires and um maren morris is part of it i can't remember it <sighs> there's several they'll come the names will come to me but they they started their own women's fronted festival and it's all See, women's that's awesome and it sold out in less than 24 See, hours that does not surprise me at no, all because, because america's too stupid to know that like yeah. There's other people in the in the in the pie besides right. dudes that can yeah. do stuff that are incredibly <laughs> incredibly talented. Yes. Oh man, I tell people all the time it yeah, women need to run the world and men need to stay out <laughs> most yeah. of the time like because yeah. we're we're just we're most of us are 15-year-olds and we're stupid. Yeah. We you still know? like fart jokes. I mean, yeah. fart jokes are funny. I For still sure. laugh at them. For sure. I yeah. still laugh at but them. But then, like, you if need you people. fart during this podcast, I will laugh. Oh, man. Hysterically. I would be so self conscious. Oh, man. It would make me so happy. Oh, man. It would make me so happy. This is not going to be good. Every, this you would take good. over the place of Deborah Lynn not believing in giraffes. Oh, my gosh. I heard that. <laughs> oh, my. I wondered if you were going to talk about that. I heard that. I was turning. Into the zoo. You're kidding me. Not kidding you. Why did you not take... Did you take some pictures of some giraffes? No. Oh, wait. But was it the time the giraffe exhibit was probably I didn't. Up? I didn't go to that part of the park. But I was well, going see, to a show... I was doing a show there. See Deborah Lynn And so, time. oh my gosh, I was laughing so <sighs> hard. Like, that cracked me up. Yeah. I, I'm going to see her this weekend, so I'm going to have to ask her about it. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just freaking curious because yeah. I got to hear from the other, <laughs> oh, you know, she, the other side. <laughs> she will. She she thinks they're mythical. Even creatures. though, sorry, Deborah, I have seen some <laughs> yeah. and I've literally yeah. pet them on yeah. the back. Yeah. Uh, I haven't have... done what Brian did, but that was super crazy. Yeah, that was um, and really scary sounding. Um, but yeah, so you know, that's that's a bit. Well, we totally got off on a tangent. So you're still. You're in school at this point. Yeah, so I'm still in school, and I'm but I'm realizing I hate that too. Yeah, like I I want nothing to do with right. it. Right. Um, all I want to do is play music and talk about God. That's yeah. all I wanted to do because sure. it changed my life in a way that made me better. Okay. But it didn't just make me better; it made me more aware of like there's something better out there, and I thought I had all the answers. Right. Realized later, I did. Of course, of course not. (laughs) But I had at least what I thought was a really good foundation, and there is some really great things to the religious concept. There's lots of things about it that are great. Sure. So, um, so while I'm in school, I get asked to go on a trip, a mission trip to Asia, which is super cool because I love traveling. I just did, I did a trip the year before to Canada, and I got to play for all these people and. 
you know, I loved it. It was right. so cool. Like, I got to bring my guitar, and I got to play songs for people, and I had a band. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, I toured and did all that crap. But then I was going to Asia. I was like, this is a big deal, you know, get yeah. lead for the team, do all this stuff. And But I'm realizing I'm an upper-level theology student at that point. So part of my job was to go and talk to Buddhist monks oh, every wow. day. Yeah, called Monk Chat. And we now, were with the intention of converting them, right? Oh, not wow. on the spot. They did well, of course, that. Yeah, they did that. Most of the people tried to do that, but they realized real quick that it's really hard to get to know somebody on a personal level when that's what you and change with. their entire worldview. Yeah, but we'll talk about it later because that drives me insane about yeah. Christianity yeah, 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 in general. Yeah, yeah. At you, 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 public service announcement: you cannot change someone's worldview in ten minutes. No, it's just not gonna happen gonna and by happen. the way it's not your place no but that's yeah. another thing um so i'm there and because i'm one of the upper level theology students i of course get the guy who is the most like intelligent dude in the place he's the pharisee of the temple oh wow so he's the guy that actually knows what he's talking oh, about oh yeah he's not just some random you know whatever yeah um this is his life this is his life but what i realized was it actually wasn't yet so, like, when you go to uh, to be in a monastery in a Buddhist temple, you have a certain amount of time before you can go to school or decide to stay in the monastery. Okay. Like, you have that, like, kind of like, hey, do you want to do this or do you want to do this? Right. And he was in that time frame of, like, what he kind of wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so he was really, really big into tattoos. Like, that was something that he liked. Yeah. So um, we were talking about something. At one point, because I did this whole thing, my whole, I guess, pitch was was to actually just get to know somebody, and I kind of just talked to people and didn't ask them anything about God. Like, I did kind of the exact opposite. And it wasn't a play, like, that wasn't my thing. I just, right. I kind of realized, I was sitting there going like, I mean, I guess this could work, and I'm sure it does, but for me, it didn't. Right. It wasn't that it was a bad thing. I think you should still tell people about what you think about life, because I think it can affect them in a way that's good. Um, if you get that feeling, but and you just, may and you may get feedback from them that changes your perspective on something oh my else as well. Gosh, I know. Yeah. Um, and so like we had that conversation, and he left the temple. Really? Like he took off his robe and like left. Like big, big deal. Everyone's super excited. Like it's a big deal that this guy was like done with, done with this. You know? Yeah, I mean that's like. He became a a tattoo artist. That's the Super Bowl ring for a missionary right Right. there. And so he became a a, a tattoo artist, which is super funny. Yeah. And um, he actually, he wrote up the tattoo that I have here on my arm. And it's it's a Bible verse. And it's actually, it's super crazy. So like I was, at that time, I was helping out a church, a big church in Atlanta. And they had an address that was 515. The room number on my door when I was in Thailand was 515. I woke up at 5.15 in the morning to get ready because I did vocal warm-ups because I'm that guy before he sings for two hours and drinks water, doesn't do anything. Like, I'm that kind of per- perfectionist <laughs> right, kind of right, guy. Right, right, um, And then, like, our set in the afternoon started at 5.15. You know, this verse was Matthew 5, 14, 15. Like, 5.15 was, like, my number. Yeah, there's a number there. It was yeah. a number. And it was the whole idea is, like, you are the lie of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And the whole idea was that it's supposed to be like, this is what the church is supposed to be like. And it was my reminder 
that we don't do it. Like we suck at it. So if I want to do anything with my life that has anywhere near as cool of a thing as God is in your version of God or life, right? right. Um, I'm gonna try to be light to people. Like that's gonna be like my bottom, like you know, like mediocre level, like goal. Sure, you know. And I said, I basically told this guy, I was like, yeah, like I didn't have this at the time, but I said. You know, that's just kind of my life verse that's just like, you know, don't be a jerk. Yeah. You know, like love people no matter yeah. if you agree with them, disagree with them. Yeah, none of them. Whatever, are, yeah. like just just be nice, you know? Like you yeah. say at the end of the podcast all the time, just be nice. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Um, And that really resonated with that guy. It really resonated with a biker, too, that I ended up meeting. That was a Hell's Angel, which was yeah. super cool. Um, But so fast forward, he gets a tattoo. And he gets that verse in Thai. I get that verse in English, and I get this one in Thai. Uh, and he wrote it like the whole thing out, yeah, 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 for me to get back. And I ended up getting back at getting it back in town in Atlanta because I didn't want to get a disease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was super cool the idea to do it with the hard stick, but yeah. Ben is not is, is <laughs> does not have that pain threshold <laughs> at at all. And I'm pretty sure his mother. Of a uh, Baptist church would have killed him. Yeah, and that was that was a big deal. That was a very contentious time. Oh yeah, when my, my dad household. saw my first tattoo. He goes, "I don't really care that you got a tattoo, but why is it so big?" Uh, that's <laughs> that awesome. was his question. That's awesome. So all of mine have meaning. Yeah, mine, too. That, mine are all words in some yeah, way or another. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm super big into that. Like, if you're gonna get something that's on your body, it should mean yeah, something. Yeah, because it is permanent. I mean, yeah. I guess you can get it off, but. Yeah, that, that sounds like that sucks. From I've what I understand, that. it hurts worse than getting it in the first place. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Nah. And, and I'm too big of a, it's got to be well thought out kind of person to oh, begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't well, think you I'm you were gonna... saying earlier you plan your meals. Yeah, yeah, dude. So you mean you plan your, like, your breakfast, lunch, dinner every single day? Not every single day. Okay. Like I'm not that good. Like I wish I was that good. Why? But... But some of it's like for money purposes. Well, you know, I can understand you gotta be, that. I you got to be you got to sure. be smart. But then, like, yeah, like my wife is pretty good at it. You know, like I had a meal before I came here because it was what was on the menu. Like that was it. Well, you know, I, I made it, but you know, I'm, whatever. Yeah, so, wow. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, we eat at home most nightly and sure. cooks almost every night. See, I'm not. I'm not that good. Yeah. I wish I was that good. It's like, cool. You're gonna be home. No, I'm at the show. Yeah. No, I'm at the studio. What are you yeah, doing about that's, it? That's kind of I my don't life, know too. what I'm going to do about that. That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but if I had my way, oh, gosh, I'd be at home. You know, yeah. Every oh, yeah. I yeah. would not even question. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then be able to somehow morph to the show and then morph to the studio. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. I need that right. teleportation thing. Um, so I do the Thailand thing. It's a really big deal. And that's actually where I ended up meeting my wife. Really? Which is super crazy. She was in the group that was like the church group that um, kind of tagged along on a trip. So people came from school and some people came from a seminary. That's code for, you know, people going to like that want to be teachers or whatever in the world. And so they did that. And then there was a church group to tag along as well. Um, and they uh, they were actually really cool people. My school people sucked. <laughs> they were jerks. They were clicky, and they were just not fun to hang out with. Right. Like if you didn't believe or think about everything that they did, you couldn't be in the club. So of course, back earlier in the podcast when I mentioned that I was a black sheep, yeah, it didn't really work so well. Right. Right. You know. Um. So I hung out with them. I hung out with their group. I still hang out with them. They're fun. So we hung out as a group for a long time. Yeah. 
and we just became really good friends. And when I was basically not playing shows on the road, because that's what I did after the trip, that's all I did was play shows to right. eat. Um, I would uh, I would basically go hang out with them. If I had a Sunday off, I'd go to their church and hang out with them. And we'd go see a movie or grab dinner or something like that. Right. And so I actually that's actually how I met my wife, which is super cool, which is hilarious because I grew up in Roswell, downtown Roswell area. And she grew up in Ackworth. Which is like thirty minutes away. Yeah, but we had to meet each other in Thailand, Thailand. halfway around the world. That's crazy. I sat next to her best friend on the plane ride, and everyone else couldn't sleep. And if you've never been to Asia, it's ridiculously long flights. It's like oh, fifteen yeah. hours yeah, it's to a Korea. Long way from here, there. God, it's the worst flight of my life. Um, and I couldn't sleep because I was so back backwards about everything. Yeah, sure. And so her and I hung out the whole time. And we're just laughing and all sorts of stuff. And she's still a great friend. Her name's Kayla. She's super cool. Um, and so, yeah. So, like, I ended up dating her, like, a year and a half maybe after that trip. Like, I dated somebody in between, but it, yeah. it was terrible. and didn't work out. Um, and, yeah, I ended up dating her, and now she's my wife. That is awesome. Not crazy? That is crazy. It's super cool. Um, yeah. And so it was neat because, like, that was something that she was really big into. She was really big into, like, just serving people and in the sense of like not just with the the god equation but just in like the people equation yeah, like yeah. she was a chick-fil-a employee too she was a manager she was you know really young but she was like really good with people like she's a teacher now you know and she's the best teacher like teachers are such a gold mine they are and they're so underappreciated yes. and they have to do so much underpaid bs yeah, yeah. it's just it's absurd what they have to deal with. It really like, is. It is absolutely absurd. But and what it ends up coming out of their pocket for their classroom, and oh. I, mean, I could go on a lot. I'm sure you could go. Over oh my gosh, I so an even longer list. I, I really could, and so like, and basically everyone in that field is pretty much precious. Right. They all have that. You know, like I'm here to. I'm literally here to serve you, or yeah. in my terms, back in the day, like wash your feet. Right. And they probably would have. Yeah. You know. Um, so she has that whole mentality. So her and I just really clicked in that way. Right. You know, like that was super cool. But I also at the same time, like I was a musician. So I didn't like look good on paper. <laughs> you know, like, right. and I didn't especially finish school. When, like, especially when dad's. Yeah, my dad's a physicist. Like my mom's a pianist. No, I was saying like, in her dad's eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. it was terrible. What's he do again? But because I was. I was a God person. Like, it looked better. Like, my, yeah, my yeah. profile looked a little bit better, yeah. but at the same time, like, it wasn't great. Right. So uh, so during that time, I had a really slow season of gigs, like, just, like, stupidly slow to the point where I had moved back home, and it was just like, this is bad. Like, right. this is not cool. You know, I'm mooching. And I'm not a moocher. Yeah. I know. I don't like, no. I don't like doing that. And so I got a job as an insurance sales rep <laughs> for this company. And um, I've, I, I learned this then, and now everybody tells me it's one of my greatest strengths. I can sell anything. Yeah. I can sell ice to an Eskimo. Like, I can. That's a quote from my wife, by right, the way. Right, right. Um, and so I did that for like two months because we were about to get married, and we had no money. Yeah. You know, like, I kind of needed to do that. Like, that was super important. Right. Um, yeah, money. And yeah. so I, uh, I, you just needed to live. You like, need it's it. Just, that's, you got to eat. Yeah. Um, it's a cute, huge blessing and a huge curse. Yep. Um, so I did that, and, man, I was really good at it. Yeah. Like, I became a top rep with, like, in, like, a couple of weeks. 
like I was great at. And it wasn't like a swindling thing. It was right. something they actually needed. Like I sold the like the Medicare supplement okay. plan. So like to yeah. older people mainly. Yeah. So like when they would basically to the point where it would be too high, there would be a supplement that covered them for that. Gotcha. And they like pay like a monthly fee for that, and then you got commissions off that. That's kind of how that life worked. Right. Um, but it was actually kind of helping people, and I got to like sit down in people's homes and yeah. be like, "Hey, like, how can I help you? Right. Like, legitimately, yeah. what do you need? Right. Like that kind of terminology. Sure. Um, and it made a huge difference. Like it was super cool. But then on two days a week, I was in the office and I had to wear a tie. Go back to the black sheep right, thing. Right. Didn't work for me. No, you I, know? I totally understand. I that. wanted to wear a black V-neck and jeans and my yeah. kicks and go. Like yeah. I don't care about none of that crap. Right. Um so uh so with that, I'm trying to I'm playing at I'm playing shows, I'm playing at churches, I'm trying to get a job, like, oh please somebody hire me. Yeah. And so I had been at a church for a little while, but they didn't hire me. Like it just did they just didn't really work their vibe. Didn't really like what they were doing. I loved the people, sure, but it wasn't like a good match. And so, um, so with that, I started kind of doing that thing, um, and it was going well. Like it was doing, it was doing good. But like I realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. Like it was a stopgap job, sure. which we've all had those oh, yeah. jobs in we life. We all do. You know, like I had a couple of those yeah. different, different times, um, but I realized I didn't want to do that. So I'm at this other church. And they go, like, you know what? Like, you're ready to do this, like, to be a music director. Like, we think you're really ready for this. I'm like, God, finally. Like, somebody's telling me I'm good enough to do this thing. And, of course, I was super pretentious, and I really wasn't that great. I was just halfway decent and wasn't a jerk. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, (laughs) So they set me up with interviews. Super great church. Like, I still hang out with some of those guys sometimes because they're just such good people. Um. And so they set me up with like five interviews, you know, to like do something. One in Nashville, one a couple here, a couple in Dallas, all sorts of stuff. And I realized that like none of them, I, they were terrible. It yeah. was like I was back in college again. Right. <laughs> and it was just terrible. Well, churches are clicky, man. Yeah, man. But they are. What, they de- were, and what, de- what denomination were you? I was. Where, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't any of them. I, well, when I growing up, I was Baptist. Okay. But, like, I didn't do anything with that. Gotcha. When I got out, like, I didn't want anything. Anybody that had a name in front, okay. I was like, peace. Like, right. okay. no okay. thank you. Yeah, makes Be- sense to me. Yeah, because I just was like, can you, like, not have a conference and a rule that I have to follow? Yeah. Can you just, like, do your what own do you thing? you mean I can't dance? Right. Can you, know? you just, like, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. like, so- no, something. I- um, and so I did. I did that kind of thing, but then... You know, I realized I didn't want to do that for a living, and so they sent me out with these interviews, and I found this little church that um, I'm still at, actually, hilariously yeah. enough, um, that totally rocked my world. They were so different than the church I grew up in. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, to the point where, like, I almost got fired, like, four times within the first nine months because I was such a doofus. Like, I was just a punk thought I knew everything and I realized real quick that I knew nothing. Right. Like I knew a couple things about audio and I knew yeah. a couple things about guitars and like all that kind of stuff, but I really didn't know about right. anything like at all. Like yeah. I learned that real quick from my boss and now like one of my brothers and best friends. And he told me very bluntly a couple times like, dude, like I love you, but come on. Like yeah. 
don't say you can't do this stuff. Right. You know. Right. Um, which is super funny now because he still talks to me that way because he <laughs> loved because he loves me right. and he wants me to be better. Like, yeah. You know, and um, because I because I started going to a church like that and I started serving, I realized that like I was a road guy. Yeah. I wasn't a staff member guy. Like I went to the same place every day. Like this was a weird experience. So sure. that first like six months was rough. Yeah. I mean like rough. Right. Like I like the guy before me that was there was super bad. He was like the worst thing you could ever hear. He would play like a forty five minute set on a Sunday morning with two songs. They would just go on forever. Jesus jam band. Huh? Dude, it was crazy. And I was not that way at all. Like, it was all timed out. Like, everyone knew what they were doing. Like, right. excellence, like, big time. Yeah. Because of my past, you know, being a musician. And so I was super big into that. Like, like hey, like, I, I knew a lot about equipment. You know, like, hey, try this amp. Try this thing. Try yeah. this. Have you ever done this? Like, play it this way, you know? Hey, we should rehearse like a band. And they would <laughs> yeah. be like, what? We what? do rehearsals? You know? Practice? like So I, I looked like a king. Yeah. Because I did all this cool stuff, but then, like, from the management perspective, I was awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone did not want, like, oh, gosh, Ben's coming. Yeah, Ben's coming. Oh, crap. Thank like, God, man. what is he going to either ask for, require, like, right. and it wasn't that bad, but, like, realistically, like, it was. Now now I know, because yeah. I have the hindsight. Um, and so I'm doing this thing, and it's just bad. And at the same time, I started interning. Um, with a studio, a friend of mine. His name's Mike O'Brien, and he is um, in the Vineyard Movement, which is a super charismatic, like, that kind of vibe. But they are the first people who ever really started Christian music. Like, and I use that term, Christian music, loosely, because I don't believe in that term. Yeah. Um, but gospel music, I'll call it. Yeah. Um, way back in the day. Like, they literally had the first record label, the first deal, the first songs that actually meant something because the guy who started the whole movement was a musician, right. John Wimber. Um, incredible, incredible teacher. Like, I owe so much to Mike O'Brien, I cannot even tell you. Like, to the point where I thought about, like, gross doing, a like, a tithe. Yeah. If you know what that... Like, yeah, well, I know be, what a tithe is. Yeah, like, literally, like, yeah. giving him 10% of my gross a year because of what that guy taught me. Wow. Like, he's just a super great guy. Still does stuff. Yeah. I still send mixes to him because he's just so great. Wow. I can barely shine his shoes. It's yeah. it's a little disheartening. <laughs> That's all right, um, though. Everybody little, needs that person. Oh, no. I, I have a couple people like that in my life. Like, they're super rad. Um, so I started interning with him in his studio the same time I started this church job, like about the same time. And, man, I was with him for a long time. Like, I was with him a long time, and I learned so much about recording and people and all that right. stuff. And I'd already made records before that. Yeah. Had some solo records with myself that went super terribly awful. <laughs> and then I made some records with some people that did really well. Right. I wrote some songs for people that did really well. Like that's why I was able to build up the profile I had. But I didn't have anything and I knew a lot about it, but I didn't really like know how to operate it inside of the box yeah. as far as that goes. Like I knew about consoles, I knew about all that stuff, but I didn't sure. know anybody like how to really do it. So he really taught me how to do a lot of that, like big time. Like I know how to be able making records like five years before that, but I really didn't. Know. But this is when your education really oh began. yeah, like year eight of technically me saying that I'm recording. Yeah, like because I recorded for a long time before that, but like year five to six was like, this is legit. Yeah, 
here you go. Yeah, we're hitting our stride. To yeah. now, I've been doing it for 13, 14 years, but really hardcore doing it for eight. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, really great for two, yeah. three. Like, I really know. I feel and like you're only going to get better. Right. It's one of those things. It totally is. And so, like, I, I learned so much about that. So, as I'm doing all these things, as you can kind of notice, my life is lives in these, like, like a highway interstate and I'm doing lots of things at the same time. Yeah. Because I'm all, it goes back to my story. Like I'm just trying to do something great. Right. Like I want to be great. Right. Like I'm the kind of person that like is, is, is so captivated by greatness. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not to be great. It's not to have to be great, but it's to know that someone is so good at what they do that not just myself, but the world considers them great at that yeah tiger woods is a great golfer yeah michael jordan the greatest basketball player of sure. all time yes that is true michael phelps best yeah former. exactly yeah. you know serena williams probably one of the best athletes yeah. of all time yeah. again female just saying yeah um totally you know dominant you know yeah. roger federer you yeah. know andre agassi sure. all those kind of people and then you get into the musician side, you get guys like Ray Charles, who yeah. invented his own genre of music. Right. You know, rhythm and blues. Yeah. You got George you know, Jones. You got so many Willie people. Willie Nelson. Yeah, you got yeah. so many people. And and so I'm just captivated by those kind of people. Right. But I realize that I don't have that. Like I'm not good enough for that. Like I had a real performance. I think it's Enneagram five, like complex of like wanting to be great and right. realizing <laughs> like I wasn't. So you you realize you aren't great at being a musician, or all are you of talking it, about all of it. it? It it trickled down into my life. Okay, like okay. it wasn't just a because if if you ask people who knew me back then, they knew me as a really great singer. Okay, and actually a really great musician. Sure, but I didn't have that. Okay, I thought I was in the your, opposite. In your heart, you didn't. have No, that. not okay. at all. Like I okay. optically, probably. Yeah. But Might have, you had you carried yourself that way, but you didn't feel it in your heart. Right. I got you. So like when I went home, I was hypercritical. Yeah, the and bravado was, like, was there, but the Sure. And it wasn't confidence. that I was wrong and it wasn't yeah. like I was oh, like like just obliviating like what was there. I just right. didn't feel like I was great. Like I didn't yeah. measure it up. That makes sense. Um and now I realize I didn't, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but it was just to this point where like I wanted to be really great at something yeah. because I wanted to do something that mattered. Right. Like I wanted to write a John Wesley who's wrote like 250 hymns. Yeah. That are in books still yeah. that people sing all over the world. Like right. Something like of that caliber. Right. You know, like I wanted to do something that great. Yeah. So for me, I always grew up wanting to own my own studio. Yeah. I always grew up wanting to be on the road tour. Yeah. I wanted to have a song on the radio that I, that I did something with. Right. You know, I wanted all those dreams. So I had those dreams. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a napkin. And I just, as I got older, I started crossing them off. I started checking them off like I, I did my well, first tour. Well, you act like you're 75 in, right, at this conversation right now, but you're not that old. No, I'm not. Yeah. So I've done a lot of things in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Like very short amount of yeah. time because I really started. So you're crossing them off because you accomplished them. I thought because I crossed saying, them because I crossed them off because I accomplished. Okay, them. yeah, I was reading that more as you're crossing them off. But like I'm never gonna get there. No, 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 no. Opposite. See, yeah, Opposite. that's that's yeah. So this I was is why wrong. So this is why this is really funny. Yeah, because like in so you picture me thinking I know all these great people right. that are really good, like Grammy award winning people, or people who have had a great song, or they've been really good at 
you know, this job or this job, right. and I just want to be good at something. Yeah. You know, but my heart was music. Yeah. So I wanted to do that really great. Right. You know, so, and now everybody kind of realized, yeah, he does have that performance, you know, personality. Yeah, it totally yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. You know, I'm an achiever. I'm a finisher. Like, right. I want to finish stuff and do it really well right. once. Touch it once, get it done. That's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, my yeah, whole yeah. life. Um, and so, like, trying to live up to that. But realizing that, you know, like, I don't have to do everything. No. I don't have to be great at everything. No. I can be great at a few things. Sure. So That's what I, I always tell people. I'm good at five things. And those yeah. five things changed all the time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, I realized I had a lot of those skills. And so, like, during that, that internship and then, and then at the same time working at the church, I realized all I wanted to do was record songs. Yeah. You know, that's all I wanted to do. And I, I didn't have any gear. And my mentor had everything. Sure. You know, like, yeah. he made everything sound good. And we did show after show and conference after conference and live record after live record. And I got to actually do stuff on it, you know, like, I thought I was living a dream. It was great. And then I was right. back at my spot, which my spot was yeah. not a spot. It was a room between a kitchen and air conditioning vents. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it sounded terrible. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that first demo I did that I thought sounded like uh, just hot stuff was hot right. trash. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. if I showed you that now, you'd be like, how the crap are you producing these yeah. records? How did you get here? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, so how did you start growing it from there? So that's the cool thing. Yeah. So while working at this church. I'm always fascinated by. Yeah, so while working at this church, um, my boss was like, hey, um, you know, like, I get that you want to do this. You can't record upstairs. It sounds terrible. Like, yeah. it's not treated. Like, he actually knew stuff. Right. Like, I always thought he didn't, but yeah. he actually did. He did yeah. stuff back in the day, and I didn't realize that he actually kind of knew what he was talking about. Right. But at that point, I still hadn't hit my big aha moment about yeah. how much pride yeah. was in my life. Right. That was not too many months later. Um, But he basically, like, we were down at the church, um, and there was this huge basement area that basically just was not being used. Like it was a, at one point it was a seminary. At one point it was Sunday school rooms. At one point it was all these different rooms. But then there was these three rooms that just were not being used. And he looks at me and we're sitting down there and we're drinking Diet Coke because yeah. we're Diet Coke guys and we yeah. love Diet Coke. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, he looks at me and goes, hey, why don't you just build it here? And I went, what do you mean? And he's like, why don't you take this room and, Move your office from upstairs and put it down here and start recording. Yeah. And I was like, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to want to come here. Yeah. Are you kidding Why me? The, yeah. No. No. Like, n- no. It's stupid. But, of course, he was totally right. He was right. <laughs> he was totally right. And I basically went, okay, I- I'm doing this, I guess. Yeah. And so I built my place. And it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. I did not know that. Yeah. So I started with one room. Yeah. That was my control room sure. slash. And then sure, I had sure. a room next to it that was the all-purpose recording room. So we recorded drums, bass, guitars, vocals, you name it. Right. I didn't have I didn't have a window. I didn't have pass-through cables. So I had to run all the cables around the door. In, and it's super out. ghetto. And it sounded terrible. <laughs> like no attenuation. No. Right. No panels. I mean, nothing. 
like bare bones life. I had like a little lunchbox, which is like a little, uh, like it's a producer's lunchbox oh, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it had like, I had like two really nice preamps and like two good mics. Yeah. And I thought I was like hot stuff. Right. You know, and I wasn't. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was not great. And so it kind of like built from there. I did some records for some people. I ended up doing a record for an intern that I had while I was there. I, I got an intern at one point, was teaching him about stuff, and um, I ended up getting to record his first single. And it did really well. Like, it did, like, top 20, like, singer-songwriter for, like, a couple months. Oh, nice. Like, did really well. Yeah. And at that time, I was still helping out Mike, so, like, I, I got a lot of notoriety, a lot of credits, and I already had a lot of credits before that, but they yeah. were, like, now they were, like, producing credits. Like, right. lots of that kind of stuff. And so, um, and so then I basically was like, I can't, I can't see... That there was a wall like separating the rooms. We can't see the drum room. Right, right. Like we right. gotta be able to see the yeah, drummer. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a band guy, so I'm like, this doesn't yeah, make sense. See, yeah. So we put a window in. And we were like, we need to be able to plug into the wall and then plug into the other side of the wall. Right. That would be mind blowing. Yeah. Just like not look like a hobo. Right. If right. we don't run these cables yeah. everywhere. Stack cables all over <laughs> yeah, the ground. Yeah, dude, it was terrible. So so when I started this studio, I uh, I I I be I had a great friend involved in it. His name's John McCollin, and he's actually my business partner. Yeah, and he's an elder at the church. He was a guitar player at church. Great guitar player, like older guy, but just can just beat the socks out of people playing guitar. Like he's a great guitar player, yeah. and an even better dude. And so he partners with me in this, and so we. Um, we we built it so we took out the wind we we made the window we had one of the contractors at church because i couldn't use a tool for nothing back then right and he helped us put it in i got all the measurements to to do the stuff so like so for a record not too long after this is like nine months into the studio actually being the studio i'm still the worship leader of the church but I'm starting to make records like crazy. Right. Like everybody's wanting to come record. now. And and it was a nice space. Yeah. And then, but I didn't have all the stuff I have now. Right. Like it was nothing compared to what it was. Yeah. So as I'm doing that, I get another record for this guy who's a a pretty famous songwriter. Um, And he's friends with one of the guys that I used to work with, Mike with. And um, he's like, hey, you know, I recommended him to come to your studio. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, why? Why would you do like, that? Like, what are you talking about? Why, dude? <laughs> like, like, there's no way. And so this guy talks to me on the phone, and he's some big deal. And he's talking to me, and I'm like, this guy's not a big deal. He didn't write for Boys to Men. He didn't write for Justin Bieber. He didn't write for all those people. Turns out, after the interview, he wrote for all those people. Oh, back wow. in the day. And he just wanted to get out of the big studio life. Sure. Like he just wanted to get. That out makes of total that. sense to me. And. um didn't want to pay all the money and all that stuff. And so I heard a song and I about dropped my jaw on the floor at how great it was. Yeah. And it turns out that song ended up being on a huge record and we, we helped with that. We got credit for that. And so that set us up for like uh-huh. major stuff, which is hilarious because it was an R and B. Yeah. And I'm not an R and B guy. <laughs> I was, I was, I, I think I had done maybe two records that were R and B stuff before yeah. that, and now that's one of my main genres. Really? Yeah. Like I'm, I can do an R and B record with yeah. my eyes closed. Like I love that stuff. Like it's, it's awesome. So let me ask you this question: When you talk about this, is something that's super fascinating to me. So mm-hmm. when 
let's say, all right, so now you're starting to get the ball rolling. Like yeah. you're, you're starting to have people come in. You're recording. Um, are you dumping, like, a lot of your earnings right back into the studio? Is that oh, you, yeah. Like, did you – I mean – So because of the – I'm qual- always curious how people grow those things. Yeah, so because of the quality aspect yeah. of what I was used to, I knew what sounded good. Sure. So basically, because I worked at the church – when I would make money on records, it would just be play money. Okay. To an extent. Okay. But back then it was like, hey, we ain't <laughs> we ain't thriving. Right. But we need freaking mics. Right. You know, we need XLR cables. Sure. You know, sure. We yeah. need That's monitors what I'm saying. that don't sound just the, like garbage. Just the everyday. So I procured gear after gear. So you just dumped it all right back in. Yeah. For two years, yeah. all I ever did was buy equipment. Gotcha. But when I bought it, I didn't take a loan. Yeah. And I paid everything. Right. Right then and there. That was it. Yeah. The whole time. So that some secrets with that. But then I just bought really good gear. Yeah. And then I I procured in that time, because I knew a lot of great musicians, I procured a studio house band. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Because I couldn't play the instruments. Like, right. I could play some of them, and I could play some of them pretty well, but, yeah. like, I wasn't a drummer then. Yeah. Now I play drums, you right. know, like, but I needed a real drummer. Yeah. So the church that I worked at before had a killer drummer who went to school for drums yeah. and worked for Pearl, who's now my best friend, oh, which nice. is super cool. Yeah. And he is a ridiculously great drummer. He's played yeah. on tons of record at the studio. And so I nabbed him. I nabbed a good bass player. I yeah. nabbed the guitar player from the other day. And I just saw him last week. His name's Shane Cole. He is the baddest guitar player in Atlanta. He's ridiculously great. Plays on any big project I have. I basically say, here's the Shane Cole part. Right. It's worth it. Yeah. It's Let me tell it. you. Like, he's amazing. Yeah. And then they come play and they he blows their mind. Um and so that was kind of the other secret sauce, not just the procuring gear, but like I, I procured a roster yeah. to do it. And so that kind of snowballed into, you know, just record after record, right. just doing really well. Like, um, so I, I'm a very big systems person, very big to have organization, which is the way I roll. Right. And I like to see metrics because I'm yeah. a sales guy. Yeah. So I saw all of these really, really, really great things happening. Yeah. Like when it was a release day, my phone would blow up. Really? Every time. Every time it was release day, it would blow up because the artist was doing well. Right. You know, actually having a number to be like, hey, so like my song was number 19 on the chart today. And I was like, holy crap. You know, like we're freaking out. Like that's a big deal. That's a real big deal. And so I think think the number is that 74% of my clients chart in their area. Wow. It's crazy. And, yeah. you know, some of it's happenstance. Some of it's, we're good at what we do. Some of it's just the song and yeah. the artist and the support. But there's yeah. lots of things that really get sure. into the metrics yeah. of that. Yeah. But, you know, like. When you release it. Yeah. All but, those crazy things. But it was huge in that way. Like, a really, really, really big deal. Um, and so we're doing those and it's and it's going super, super well. Um, but it just kind of snowballed after that. Yeah. Like it was all word of mouth. I didn't know advertising. I had the money for advertising. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. it, it was all just like, hey, he did my record. It sounded great. Hey, do his. It sounded great. So like I already done that before that, but now it was different because it was at my spot. Yeah. I felt like I almost started over. Yeah. 
well, when you, I got back there to an extent. Like, because I had done records before that. I had done records yeah. at the big studios and I wasted all the money and yeah. all that crap. But now it's on your shoulders, too. Yeah. Because if it doesn't sound good. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's on you. It goes to it's me you. really badly. Yeah. So, you know, and I still have made bad records. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about those, <laughs> but I've, I've still, I've still done those. Um, but I think the biggest secret that I have is just that if you're gonna build something great, one you can't do it on your own. No. And two, you need to get a team behind you. Yes. So LOS was my studio's Living Oak Studio has the best team. Yeah. That's why we kick ass. Right. That's why. Like, that's the only reason why this thing works is because we have a team that's really, really awesome. Right. Like that's it. And so over time, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger to whereas now, you know, I, uh, last year, I, my, my studio stuff was just busting at the seams. Like I could, I would be like playing worship and then teaching somebody or doing discipleship with somebody, doing right. this, doing that, and then going and doing a show and then doing this and then doing that. It was just too much going on. Right, right. And so during that time, uh, a guy came who had been just really abused by church, like did what everything about what you think about church does and how much it sucks. That's what happened to this guy. Yeah. Who's now like one of my best friends in the universe. And he came to the church and I said, Hey dude, just come play, man. You know, we had great musicians. We wrote our own music there at the right. church. Like it was just a cool culture. Yeah. Still is. And um, I said, dude, you just come play bass. I need a bass player. You just want right. to come play bass for me? He's like, yeah. And they love the church. They love that we try to sing songs that mattered. We right, try right. to make sounds sound great. We wrote our own stuff. If we didn't like it, we didn't complain about it. We wrote a better song. Yeah. You know, like that was uh, my whole vibe. Right. And so he, I did. I started doing his records. He started playing with us every week. Yeah. He became the assistant. Then I looked and I went, I need to do this full time. I can't do all this anymore. Right. Stretch so, too thin. Yeah. So last year was the first year, uh, last July, I left that job, which was hard for me. Sure. Because I'd been there for six years. Yeah. And it finally gave you kind of this place in the world. It did. It sounded like you had been oh, searching I for, owe, for a I long owe time. I owe everything yeah. to them. Yeah. I really do. To, yeah. to them, to Mike, and then to my mentor, Jerry Tyler, from back in the day. Like, I can... I can look at my life and go like, you did that, you yeah. did that, you did that. That's the only reason why I'm here. Right. Yeah. I'm like talking to you right now. Sure. That's it. Yeah. You know? Um, and then another phone call after that. Um, but yeah, like it just, it just like kind of like marks on my life of like who I met and what right. I learned from them. And then what I learned to make it better after that. Yep. You know, um, because of the touring, I learned how to do booking. I learned how to do contracts. I learned how to do life sound and right. All that kind of stuff, which is now that's my life. So this, so last year I started full time, no safety net, no salary. Right. I'm jumping all nothing. I'm jumping all in. Yeah, and I started helping out other churches and helping doing like their sound stuff, training their people to yeah. like know how to run sound because most churches you walk into it sounds terrible. Yeah, most of them um, really do. Or go to a club and then be like, "Hey, our speaker system sounds terrible. Can you look at it?" And I go, "Cool." Yeah. And then I do it, and it sounds better. And they're like, yeah. "Wow, that's amazing!" And I'm like, 
well, yeah, it's because this has a hole in it. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is old, and <laughs> yeah. you know, and this, this is how wire, you actually this run cable it. ain't been plugged in six weeks, <laughs> right? Like yeah. this is how you actually dial this in. Yeah. You don't have to make everything loud. You can make it yeah. mix low with clarity and it yeah. sound great. You can actually hear you know? it. Yeah, like you know, that's why I went to school for it. Um, and so, so like that kind of started like okay, this I'm doing this full time. So now, my life consists of making records, running live sound at whoever decides to call me right and and pays me well um and then writing so that's like pretty much all i do but in and now now it's even it blossomed even more so because i was an artist yeah and because i did all these different things i learned a lot about the industry oh i bet like i got really burned a couple times like i I raised several thousands dollars on a record that sounded terrible Right. With a label that was going to push me and I was going to be all great. Yeah. And then I heard it and it sounded like trash. Right. Nothing what I wanted. And I said, I will never do that to anyone. Right. If I ever get to record them, because at that point I was 18, we're going backwards now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. still wanted to have my own studio. That was still on my checklist. Right. But I didn't know how to do it. But yeah. I knew I wanted to. I knew what I needed. I knew how to do it, but yeah. I didn't really know. But I knew as a culture point, I will not screw somebody over like that. Right. And if I do, I'm going to own it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to own whatever part I'm going to do and I'm going to own it. Yeah. You know? And so that's like, that was a huge culture point for me in the studio. Like that's how I was going to run the stuff. So with that, I, I, we, we tell this all the time to people who come work with us, you know, this is a studio started by artists and it's still run like artists. Right. So, um, so that's that huge mindset that we have with that. And so with that, we try to make it about them to know that it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not easy playing shows and not easy saving for a record, no. you know, all those different things, but it's going to sound good. Yeah. Like it, your name's going on it. And guess what? Mine is too. Yep. So if it doesn't sound good, it's on me too. It's on me too. Yeah. So with that, we have this huge culture at the studio that's it's it's actually a biblical principle. Sorry, secrets out. Um, but it's about <laughs> the idea of unanimity. Yeah. And it's this idea that like you can have something in an idea and you think it's really great. You share it with me and I go, That's a really great idea. We're in agreement with that. Yeah. And the musician's over there, he's playing the part, we go, That's really good. Yeah. We like what you did there. That's perfect. And it all works in a session. Right. When three don't work, something's wrong. Yeah. You know, maybe it's they didn't play the right part. Maybe right. it's the wrong song. Maybe I didn't use the right snare drum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I didn't use all these different things. Or maybe, you know, okay, you two are on the same page, but I'm not. Right. And I'm the producer. I've been doing this a long time. So you're like, okay, maybe Ben knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So then he goes, okay, let's try this. So if something's not working, we stop. And we go, cool. What's up? Did I miss something? Yeah. Did you not play the right part? Did I not do the right thing? Right. Are you in a funk? Yeah. You cool? Right. You know, so that all about the artist of yeah. getting their artist the best product they can. So whereas now they leave the studio and I go, Hey, you got any plans? What you gonna do? They got no plans. Breaks my heart. Man. Like you don't have a band? You don't have shows? Do you know anything about a contract? Right. So I organically, throughout that whole time, started doing that for people. 
that's how my label started. That's how the management gotcha. deal started. That's how the development started because I'm a replicator by trade. Right. So like in the worship world, like that's all I did was replicate leaders. You teach someone yeah. how to play bass. You teach someone how to do this job, and then you move on and you go on the next thing. Right. That's what I'm known for. Yeah. You know. Um. So I just started doing that over and over and over again. So when I'm in this field, that's all I do. Right. You know, like the KSU Music School Business. Yeah. They send me interns every semester. Wow. And I train people how to record or yeah. whatever thing that they want to learn, like right. producing, mixing, engineering, all that stuff, live sound. And we teach them. We take them everywhere. You've yeah. seen them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and so like all that stuff started very organically, but it all stemmed from this idea that art matters. It does matter. And it gets back to the point that I made earlier that I just want to make really clear is that when you write a song, it could affect somebody for a really long time. Yeah, like when it, it could hits, affect it, somebody for a really long time, or it could affect somebody in that one moment, that one time that matters. Exactly. Like if you write a song about something that's really near and dear to your heart, yeah. you know, like you know, you can have your perspective of it, but then you show it to fifty different people, and right. they'll have fifty different opinions. Oh, absolutely. Music is the best thing in the yeah. universe because yeah. it's it's universal. Yep. It's it's apolitical. It doesn't deal with anything. It can maybe have a sect of beliefs, but then like sure. maybe it doesn't, and it's just like music. Yeah, you know, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and so that's why we. That's why when we record people, we just care about the song. And when, right. when I'm doing that first little interview to see if it's going to be a good match, yeah, I just talk about them. Yeah, talk about their music. I have them play it for me, and I go, "That's a really great song." Well, that's one reason why I started this. Yeah. It's because I just want to sit in a room, you know, you and I have met technically, what, two times maybe? Once that I yeah. know of for sure. But now we're sitting here and we're having a conversation. And I love it. Yeah, I'm me so too. so glad to be here. And, and that's, it's a very, it's, a, it's along the same principle of what mm-hmm. you're saying right now. It's just. It is. And it's just, just. Well, it's heartbreaking because people don't have time to write the song anymore. No. They have yeah, a I deadline. Don't write near as much as I they don't have a de- they have a deadline. They yeah. have a this. They have a that. They have to write yeah. for this. They have to write for this music video. Yeah. And then you have to do it between this time frame because yep. that's when Instagram is like real hot. And yep. then you have to do this and get release the single and like so. Some of that all makes sense. Some yeah. of it's all very metrics. And if you yeah. do that formula, it's cool. it will work. But then sometimes it doesn't matter if the song's yeah. bad. Who gives a crap? Yeah. Which I tell people that yeah. literally for a living and all the time. On the flip side. If the song's good, none of that will matter mm-hmm. in exactly. the long run. Exactly. And so that's like, so I, I can't remember how we got here, but the culture point of the studio, yeah. like just having those tenants of like not screwing people over. Right. Being like caring about the artist, yeah. caring about the product in the end yeah. of the day, and then learning along the way, like you're going to make some mistakes. Sure. And you shouldn't take every gig that you get. That is a that's a very wise statement. It is okay to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I something, should have said no so many times. Yeah, the older I get, the more I say no. There's a bunch of times that I'm offered things and I'm like, yeah, I just don't. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I mean, I I get it all the time now too. It's crazy, and uh, but at the same time, like, if it's a really good match, I'm gonna know real quick. Oh yeah, like real quick. Like, I know in this conversation that I can make wreck with you in two seconds. Oh, it'd be and fun. And it would be freaking awesome. And we probably will. And it's going to happen. It'd be super fun. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't build that relationship with somebody, like, right. you're never going to get there. No. 
You know, like well, music is such a conversation too. I it mean, so it, is even especially between. I'm looking at it from a songwriter standpoint, but between the songwriter and the producer, I've always every record I've ever made, I've always looked at the producer at that moment. You know, my original band, the Alabasters, had seven members, and our producer was the eighth when we were in there. Oh, sure. I mean, they're and, important, and, and it was a hundred percent, and we felt that way a hundred percent. And it was, you know, sometimes they would say something, and you'd be like, "Nah, man, I don't think so." But uh, nine times out of ten, it's like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Let's yeah. try that. Yeah, at the and, very least, let's try it. And that beauty of that communication yeah. is huge because if you don't have that with an artist, you're never going to get it. So yeah. when I'm teaching these interns or I'm teaching my staff or whatever, yeah. I always tell them, hey, if you don't have trust built with somebody and yeah. you have to manufacture it, right. walk out. Yeah. Either you didn't do it right, your pitch was bad, yeah. or this ain't a good match. And it might, and it could be as simple as it's. Not yeah, a good like match. so. Like I've had tons of people ask me this year to start to start managing them. Yeah, and some of them are really great. Yeah, and I love them. But once they told me their story and what they needed, because yeah. I always ask everybody that comes through my door, I say, "What do you need?" Yeah, because I try to see if they know. Right. And try to see if I can provide it. Because if yeah. I can't, I will send them on their way. Sure. And so I told somebody that who's a good friend of mine, and I said, yeah. "I can't do it." Like. I don't think that's going to be enough for what I would be able to put into it. Yeah. But I don't, I just, you know what? This one, I don't think it's going to work out. Right. Love you. If you need anything, call me. Yeah. I'm there for you. Yeah. But I just can't do this. Yeah. And, and that has made me so much better. Learning to say no is a, uh, it's an acquired, it's like turnip greens. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> and I, do, I still don't like turnip greens. I don't either. And sometimes I don't like saying no because, it, you know, it's hard. Yeah, especially uh, uh, not so much anymore, but there was a time where saying no meant I'm not going to get paid. Oh, you know, yeah. There was a time, you know, I was like, you've, I played music for a living. And if Dude, I said I get no, it. Dude, it's hard. Like, I'm not I get paid. I, I do that now sometimes, you know, like I do some different events where I, I don't get like a monetary conversation, like yeah. right off the top. And right. like, I go, I don't really care about that. It's yeah. worth it. It matters. I yeah. love it. Who some, cares? Some things are important. And then sometimes, like, I get this huge show offer that I have to yeah. go do, or I have to do a record, and then someone calls me for live sound, and I'm like, mm, that's a great day rate, but yeah. I'm sorry, I'm committed, buddy. Yeah. They already booked, and yeah. it's hard. And it's tough. But, but going back to the other point about the artists, like, like, people don't realize, like, what their song can do for others. Yeah. Because once you like, once you realize that as a producer, that something can be good and it can become great. Right. Your job is almost like a doctor. Yeah. Like my wife is pregnant. Yeah. And so congratulations, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's so, awesome. So she's thirty six weeks, thirty seven weeks. I don't know. She's really close. It's crazy in my house. Um, first, but, first, first, so? yeah, nice. first. It's a big deal. Boy or um, girl? Do you know yet? Girl. Oh no! I'm super excited. That's awesome. I'm super excited. Like I, I can't even tell you. I've that always wanted to be awesome. a dad my entire yeah. life, so I'm super excited. See, um, Leanne and I have always said we don't want kids. I yeah. love kids. I do. You just I, don't want. I just, you just, just want to leave personally. Yeah. Cool. See, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Yeah. At least you know that. And, and I married a and woman. It's not the opposite. And I've also yeah. And I also married a woman that feels the same way. I See, got that's lucky. That. Well, picking, I think yeah. Picking the right mate. We'll yeah, do another well, episode messed, on yeah, that. Yeah, I messed that up the first time. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yep. Any, it's not eternal. Yeah. That's what I like to say. Um, <laughs> That's true. It's not. It's a good way to put it. 
<laughs> I say that about a lot of things. <laughs> I yeah. know you have some isms. I got. I got some, some too. isms too. I like that one. I'm going to remember that. I'll probably use it. Yeah. I'll like give you. I'll give you credit out, for it. For but. people freak out at a show when something's going wrong, yeah. I'll be like, "Dude, it's not eternal. Yeah, it's not going to affect your life. No, relax. Yeah, most people will not remember this tomorrow. Yeah, you're o. It's okay. K. Yeah. I do remember that stupid show I did the other day. There's too many dead bodies on the screen. <laughs> mercy. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I've mercy. had. I've, there's a few shows I had in my past that are still stuck in my memory. Oh man, yeah. Trust me. I laugh at them now, but oh, of course. Like, but, yeah, that was like last weekend, and I'm still laughing at it now. I'm like, how did I do that? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it. I don't know. It's just. So many people get screwed over when they go in the studio. Yeah. So many people get screwed over when they go to the venue. Yeah. And a lot of it's because they don't know, they're yeah. not aware, or um, they're naive, or right. they get taken advantage of. And so, like, my whole goal in not, music... I think naivety, not being naive is real, is a real problem. It's huge. Like, people call me all the time just to ask, like, hey, yeah. what should I do? Yeah. And I will literally tell them everything. Yeah. Because I care that they are not going to get screwed. Sure, you know, like I'm paid to do that now. Right. But like, even if it's not, like, I still will. If someone calls me and goes, "Hey, have you ever been here this venue before?" and I'll go, "Yeah, it's a crappy load in, but the people are great." Yeah. Like I'll tell people that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I'll go like, "Hey, this is the best venue in North Georgia, which is the Oak House, by the way." It is. I will tell them to go there if their band can do that. If you're yeah. a metal band, I will not tell you to yeah. go there because yeah, it would sound work out terrible. It's going to sound terrible, and you're most likely not going to play to your people. Right, and it's not the uh, room. It's not the market. Yeah. you got to play to the room. I tell people that all the time. Yeah, finding your crowd, finding your tribe, finding your... Totally. That That's real important, too. It's interesting you say that, the tribe thing, because like that's what I found yeah. at the place I call home. Yeah. Like, I found that. You know, I found that idea of like creating great art. I yeah. found that idea of like maybe not being a jerk about things and just like trying to do the right thing. Right. You know, having a good time, but like getting your work done. Yeah. Putting out a great product, but taking a day off every week. Yeah. Like I still do. That's important. Which is crazy because I work ridiculous hours. If, yeah. if you ask anybody that knows me. Right. It would blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, but it, but you are working toward a thing that is your own, which is it's got to be fulfilling. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not like you're you're not going, you're not punching a time card for nah, somebody man. else, and you know that on the on on your back every day, somebody else is going to make more money than you are. Yeah, at least every every ounce of effort you put in, yeah, to what you're doing, yeah. It's furthering you and your family and your soon-to-be daughter. You know, yeah. that, all that, every hour is going towards something that... Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I'm mixing so many great records yeah. right now. They're going to win awards. Yeah. It's not because of what I did. Like, yeah. It's just great art. Right. Like, they did a freaking great job. Right. And so I am busting hump to get these things done. And then on top of that, though, I mean, in a, in a more, you know, more basic... Uh, I don't know the right word for it, but a more basic stance on the whole thing is like you're working towards something for you too and your family. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I I I want to, yeah, to go back to that, to that greatness thing. Like I, I've always wanted a Grammy. My whole life is a dream to have one on the wall. 
because like I've wanted to have that's gonna happen that as my Hall of Fame like because yeah. that goes back to the greatness thing I talked about with athletes yeah. like can you get that that means like for that year you you did it yeah you know not just for the accolade for it to sit on my shelf but to be able to say like hey like I'm a Grammy award winning producer and yeah. that actually means something. oh it means something you know that means something like there's it some people who have done stuff something. for songs that are trash and they got ridiculous amounts of Grammys yeah. that's cool but it, like that would mean so much to me. Yeah, and, like, there, I and would there's lose absolutely no reason why you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, like you know, one thing I've I've told people before. I remember I don't remember. It might have been my friend Stephen Krausen who's been on here, but uh, long long time ago, maybe when we first met, he's like he said something like, "Well, music's not a competition." I was like, yes, it is. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I will support you, and I will love you, and I will share everything you do. I will buy your records. But I will always be at home with a pen trying to be better than you. Oh, yeah. Doesn't mean I'll succeed. Sure. Doesn't mean I dislike what you're doing. Sure. Doesn't mean that I'm better than you. Yeah. But I will always... Yeah. Be trying to outdo you. Dude, I... And you should be at home. And this goes out to all my songwriter friends. Deborah Lynn, Greg Drews, uh, you know, I can... Tyler Lee Frush, every... You know, as many of them as I can name. Sure. I'm always going to try to be better than you. Doesn't mean I'll succeed. And you should be at home trying to be better than me. And and that idea of the mindset of the songwriter to realize that, like... You're you're only as great as your last tune. Yeah, and most of them that you write, ninety percent of the people oh, terrible. will never get there. Nope. That should bring you hope. Yeah. Because that means that the next song could literally be change your entire life. It could change your entire life. It could change your entire life for yeah. you, for your kids, for your grandkids, for no, for anybody, for your dog. It could yeah. literally change yeah. everything that yeah. you do. And so, like, I realized that. But I wanted to be able to craft something that matters, sure, and to then give people that opportunity to do so, right? So, like people who could, well, I mean, it's kind of the, it's it. the same principle in a way, yeah. Like you know, there's a there's a several great producers in this town. That there are mean, that doesn't mean Ben doesn't strive to be the best. You know, I, I try. I I have so many weaknesses, but that's why I have great. You teams. know, my, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. My point yeah. is like. There, I like the competition aspect. Oh, it's cool. Life is a competition. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we don't love each other. Sure. It doesn't mean we don't treat everybody equally. Oh, yeah. That doesn't mean any of that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, every every day is a competition. It is, man. And At least in my view. No, I get that. Like, I can totally understand And I can that. be a compassionate loser, and I can mm-hmm. be a gracious winner. Sure. You know? Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing to an extent, because... Like, realistically, like, everybody's trying to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, they're trying to put food on the table. Yep. They're trying to, you know, be able to have a comfortable life. Right. Well, well whatever the, that is. Yeah. And, and, you know. And on the same, the flip side of that coin, you know, when Deborah Lynn records a, a single, I will be the, her number one champion of that, yeah. too. You know? Yeah. I'm going to share it. I'm going to. Sure. Do everything in my pot, you know, my power for somebody to hear it. Yeah. You know? Or 
any anybody that. But I that's know. how it starts too. Right. You know, like yeah. building that support system is yeah. huge for people. Like sure. you got to have that. You got to well, have people that will do that. Yeah. Like. You know, like I, every time I do a record, I always talk about it. Yeah. You, got you know, because I want people to know, but I also want to know that, like, I support the people that I worked with. Yeah. You know, like, there's a. Yeah, I'm not doing this just to get a paycheck. Yeah. Like, I had one of my artists that's releasing a single on Friday. And yeah. It's Clayton Wyatt. And, um. Oh, it comes out this Friday? It comes out this Friday. I it's called not. Beauty Die. I knew it was coming close. It's killer. It sounds so good. I'm so happy with what they did. That's and awesome. the songs are only getting better. I just yeah. finished another song today that is ridiculous. Um, but, like, I always tell people the release date, like, this matters. Yeah. You know, like, we got to do this right. You know, we, we, yeah. we need to push this out there. It's not just for the optics. It's just so it can get in people's Yeah, hands. in their ear holes. Yeah, in their ear holes, yeah. on their phone. Yeah. On their tap, wherever you can get yeah. it, like get it, you know. Yeah. Like that's why I do ad campaigns for everybody, right. even if they're not even paying me to do that. Yeah, I do it. I do it. I do it for friends of mine. That's like, awesome. I, I do it all the time, and it may be twenty bucks. Yeah, but it's one way to. Dude, it's so important. It's yeah, so, it's so important. Um, but yeah, so like, I, and a super long story because it's. Probably was I probably left so much out. Well, we'll do a part two one day down the road. I think we might need to. Yeah, because I I got. We'll one. do it at your studio next time. That sounds like fun. Yeah. I would love that. that would we were so gonna fun. do tonight at, at, at <laughs> Good Lord, <laughs> I got something stuck in my throat. Uh, we were gonna do some, We were gonna do that tonight at Ben's studio, but uh, he, bless his heart, he's been mixing all day, and he's like, "Can we please do it anywhere else?" <laughs> yeah, I was, and I don't blame him. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just didn't want to be in my space. I wanted to be in another space where I could. I don't blame you. Yeah, mine's probably not as fancy. Yeah, it, but, but it gets the it's, job it's, done. But it doesn't. I don't. It's wonderful. It's, <laughs> it gets it's, the job done. It does, and yeah, I didn't have to do anything. So <laughs> no, you didn't have to do nothing. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I'm you didn't have to set, do a dang thing. I'm already set up for the next record for tomorrow. So you know, it just depends. But but yeah. Well, that might be a good place to. You got any questions for me? I don't know how you usually do this. Oh, but. man. No. I think uh, I like to uh, let the conversation take its uh, natural course. Cool. And I feel like we just took our natural course. <laughs> awesome. I mean, we we just did an hour and 35 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. It doesn't seem like it, does it? You didn't prop me. In the, I haven't looked at my phone in hours. Nope. <laughs> it's some, there is yeah, something the about best. when people walk into this room. Yeah. I've had so many people like uh, that have been on here like, man, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to talk about. Like, I'm not good at this. Sure. And you hit record, and then I look <laughs> over like this, and I go, hey, you realize it's been an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. I knew it had been a bit. My phone kept yeah. going because if you know me, my phone will always – Will always be ringing, but oh yeah, mine, but, mine, mine is usually that way too. Oh, but man, no, this was nice. This was awesome. Yeah, you're doing a good thing. Thank you, man. And you're doing a good thing. And and uh, you know, I think you're a part. I think we're both a part of this, along with you know so many other people. You know, Brian and David Suddeth and uh, love those two dudes and Carrie Hood and mm-hmm. you know a million different songwriters that I can name right now. Like, I, oh yeah. I've said this a million times, a million times, but there's something happening around here. Oh, for sure. And we're all in the middle of it, and somebody is going to skyrocket to the top 
some musician we know or some songwriter, mm-hmm. he or she, that Grammy may come. Yeah. And I'll be like, man, I knew them both win, you know? <laughs> you know? Well, and I think for me, like, because I know so many people who have done that exact yeah. thing, that exact storyline. Right. And I think my biggest thing is, is that, you know, we're all regular people. Yeah, everybody. We all got stuff. Like, yeah. I got friends that got more gold records on their wall, yeah. which gold means they hit 500,000 units of sales. Which is increasingly rare. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, I went to a friend's studio that, that had those, yeah. and he had one sitting on the floor. And I was like, man, you haven't put that one up yet? He goes, I had time for that. And kept walking and showing me the place. And I was like, what the crap? Yeah. Like, what? What? And I'm like, that's greatness. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. where I want to be. I'm on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. That was yesterday. That, I want to I can. That. I can respect that. Yeah. I do like the time to, you know, every once in a while take a deep breath and probably look at that wall and be like, oh, I did do that. Uh-huh. Or we did that. Because mm-hmm. he didn't get there alone. Oh, for sure. No. No one but does. there is something poetic about, I don't have time for that. That was yesterday. Let's move on. I totally agree. You know? and, and, you know, for a lot of young artists out there, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's not eternal. You had that yep. bad show. It's okay. Wipe Nobody's it off. Remember it. Wipe it off. It's cool. Move on. That's cool. You can do a better one, I you know, promise I, you. I guarantee you it'll be better. Yeah. I guarantee you, you know, six months from now, this podcast will be better. It'll sound better. Yeah. You know, a year from now, who knows what it'll be. Sure. You know, same with your studio. There's yeah. no telling what'll happen in the next year. Every time I make a growth plan, I blow it up in two months. Yeah. I can't keep up. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to do. It's all about <laughs> hustle, man. Yeah, man. And it's, it's what it comes down to. It's it, hustle, hustle, it, hustle. It really is. There's so many, you were just saying about North Georgia. There's so many guys that are hustling in town Yeah, that are so great at what they the, do. Actually, I was just sitting here thinking this while we were talking about this. One thing we ought to do, this would I think this would be interesting, is get like yourself and myself and David and Brian mm-hmm. and maybe, and I'm sure y'all know some other people, we should do some kind of recorded roundtable that all talks about the process of how people are trying to grow the thing they're trying to grow. Oh, yeah. I think that would be super interesting. Because for me, I'm I'm fairly new at this. I've been playing guitar and singing songs and doing shows for a long time. Yeah. And it seems the more I do this, the more shows I'm starting to promote, especially in the singer-songwriter world. Sure. Which is cool. But I'm always fascinated with how... How do you how do you grow this one thing? How do you grow this thing? How do you grow? And I think we're all learning that as we go. We totally are. And and, and I wish I got to explain more about what I did. I rambled too long. That's okay. <laughs> but well, that's why because there's so many things that I because I could give you that blueprint yeah. of like how I did. I gave you little bits and pieces right. of them. But like, but yeah, I mean, there's so many people doing that. Like, I like, think that would be an interesting thing. Like, we should just. Yeah, we're on the so many things have happened on this podcast because I put it on the record. So now we have to do it. No, I'm I'm all on board for that. Yeah, because I want to highlight a couple people. Yeah, um, because like like David Suddeth is like the best networker. Oh, he's amazing at it. Like he is, he's incredible. I take notes from that guy on a daily basis. Yeah, like he and I just share stuff back and forth. Like we are on the same team. You know, but. But part of the reason he does so well is because he is such a good guy. Yeah, that's what it you know, comes down to. Like Brian is a genius. Yeah, like I need to hang out with him more yeah. because I, one, I just love him. Yeah. Two, 
I need to make time for him because right. he's smart and he he is so great at business, yeah. and I could learn probably more yeah. in the profit world <laughs> yeah. to actually do something for it. But like, but that I've had guy, so many people ask me lately. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's like, well, how do you make money from a podcast? I'm like, well, I really don't right yeah. now. Yeah, which is fine. Sure, it's fine. But there's part of me that's like. I wonder how I could monetize this a little mm-hmm. bit better. And I'm sure I got some friends out there. Probably like, need well, to talk did to this, you did this, you did this. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I know some people who do yeah. that. Like I would totally talk to to Brian, but yeah. it goes back again. He's a really great dude. He's also yeah, he's a super cool dude. You know, dude. and he really cares about people, yeah. like to a fault. He yeah. loves people. Yeah. But so does David. Yeah. You know, and so like there's so many people like that around town. There's so many artists that are like yeah. that. You know, it, it again, it comes back to that. Lasso, I threw around. There's something happening here. There and really we're is. All in it together. There really is. And the biggest thing I want people to know is that yes, it's a competition in that way yeah. of like, ah, who gets the first cherry? Yeah. But really, we're all on the same team. Oh, absolutely. We are and so on the same team. And we can this. do this. Oh, yeah. I will champion people. I don't record all day long if oh, I yeah. love them and they're cool. I will absolutely do it. You don't have to tell me. Now, at the same time, though, I'm looking. I'm going, Derek, come on. I didn't get to do the record. Yeah, yeah. But totally. guess what? I'm going to try. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> you know, like, That's my point. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, you know, I also feel like it's the we've built this community that if somebody does get that cherry, they're going to be like, hey, uh, like, just uh, – I don't know. Let's, I'm going to use Deborah Lynn because I know mm-hmm. Deborah Lynn really well. Mm-hmm. Let's say her single blows up. She starts playing these bigger shows. Then all of a sudden she's going to be like, hey, Greg Juries, you want to come open all these shows that I got all these people showing? You know, that's the kind of community we've Absolutely. built. Like there's no doubt in my mind about that. Oh, for sure. And there's and that's the other thing. There's there's because of the music age, like the one beauty of the quantity level, there's so many great people doing oh, stuff. Man. There really is. Like. Yeah. There are so many better producers than I am. There's so many great songwriters out there. There's so many people that really can do something. Yeah. But 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 at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, if you write a really great song and it affects people, who yep. gives a crap who it like how yeah. it does. Yeah. But it can do something if you get all the right stuff in the room. Oh yeah, absolutely. It really can. It can. And so that's what I'm hoping we'll we'll get to yeah. talk about more next time. Yeah. I, I'm seriously. I think we should put together something like that. I'm, we'll, I, I am love on that board idea. for that for sure. We will plan it. It's on record, and so far, <laughs> thanks, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, so far, everything I've said on this, we have put into motion in some way or form or fashion. You're gonna have to do it in my studio though, because I don't think you have enough inputs. No, I only have four. <laughs> I only have four. Okay, then we'll do it. We'll yeah, do it. So studio. it's at your studio. That's fine. We got 22 lines that we can. Do, I think we'll so. be okay. Yeah, I think we'll be. Fine. No, we'll have a. Yeah, we will start planning that. I am serious. I will. Pro- you will probably get an email from me tomorrow. There or text, we go. A text from me tomorrow. Hey, man. About three weeks from now. Let's try it for three weeks. My daughter that's, would be like a day old. Where oh, are you going? True. Where are you oh, going? No. I'm well, going to this round table. Yeah. No, we <laughs> won't do I'm it. trying to be great. No, we won't do it then. We got it. We got it. Do you have a name picked out yet? Yeah, her name's Scarlett. Scarlett. Yeah, Scarlett Ray. Love Scarlett Ray. Yeah, yeah. That is a Scarlett Ray. That's a good name, dude. I oh man. I oh I thought that's about a good it. Name. It was very contentious. Very uh trying to get something to sound 
Like it flowed. It's and, incredibly southern too, Scott. Yeah, you know, I never thought about it being that southern, but you're like the fifth person that's told me that recently. Yeah. The last one was the doctor. Um, well, but I mean, it is gone with the wind, man. I know, and I didn't <laughs> think about that as the thing. It's still a great name. Yeah, it's it is. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm 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 pretty excited. Yeah, I'm pretty. My wife is just. That Through awesome. the moon excited. Like Congratulations. Oh my goodness. When's it when's it so she's real close then? July tenth. Oh, dude. Dude. Yeah, so that's why I'm trying to finish all these songs. Yeah, man. <laughs> before this yeah. date. Or I'm gonna have to say, hey, it might be a little later to get it back to you. And I'm just gonna hope for some grace, but also just to be like, hey, like my daughter got it came into the world a little early. Sorry. I, I have you know. very little doubt that you're going to be okay on yeah, that Yeah, I, I, I think th- people are going to be okay, but in the back of my mind, I'm like a, the task finisher, and I'm like, I literally have to mix 28 songs by the time this month's done. <laughs> you know, you're, like, you're like, you're like, push, honey. Yeah. You push. <laughs> yeah. Put your headphones on. Push. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She... And everybody in the world would kill me, and and so she should. Yeah, there, <laughs> at that one moment. Yeah, there's. Yeah, ooh, I would be so dead. You'd be like, honey, we gotta buy diapers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of true. That's true, dude. I I, I did a post. Um, my label's hosting a show at the Hard Rock in Atlanta on yeah. June 28th. Some really killer acts are playing: Chip McGuire, Gypsy Outfit, Sam Carter, and I put at the very end. A joke, but I was kind of serious when I was yeah. writing it because I was paying a bill I didn't really want to pay. Right, <laughs> and I said, "Hey, um, come support this local art because they're awesome, and also maybe so I can, you know, buy some diapers." I think I saw that <laughs> post. Yeah, and I, everyone else was well, like, "That's actually kind of cool." I read this know? article not too long ago that a glass tip jar you end up getting more tips because people can see the money in it. And then I was like, I'm, I'm on a mission right now to buy a camera, mm-hmm. which I'm the same way. I try to make mu- music and or this podcast pay for everything that goes back into those things. Totally. And my, regu- my regular job mm-hmm. pays for my life. You know, sure. Pays for this house, pays sure. for food. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, I was thinking about getting, tr- number one, testing the glass tip jar theory. I like with that. With a sign on it that says, trying to buy a camera. You know, I had one, for years I had one that said, beer money and it was crazy how many people would put more dollars in it oh sure if you put something with an idea and then it's like going towards something yeah and you're and you're giving them a service people will buy into that yeah like if you put like what your paypal is or what your venmo is yeah artists should do that i don't carry cash yeah i want to tip them i'll tip you if you have a paypal account deborah lynn started doing it she has a uh, a poster up beside her tip jar she's brilliant and i'm there's many every Wednesday night tonight. We're recording this on a Wednesday, y'all. This will come out on a Monday, I think, in I don't know, two weeks from now. Cool. Something like that. Week and a half. A week from it doesn't matter. Why am I telling y'all this? Because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It super matters. Yeah. Doesn't I mean it matters when I announce it, but it does not matter right now. No, it really doesn't. But um I'll I'll be sitting at home every Wednesday night. She plays at Mad Life. Oh, and so awesome. and she will stream it. And almost every Wednesday night, I'll send her five bucks because I'm watching it guy. from my phone. You're such a good well, guy. Well, no, I you know I just want to support. No, I'm but watching. you are. You know how many people don't do that? Oh, like, it's I've a had lot. so many people that have asked for songs, and yeah. I've watched bands play, and then they don't tip them for it. Oh, and I'm man. just like, shame 
At least give them a dollar. You at like, least give them a dollar. Like, come on, pay for their parking. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. You know, but. And if you are ever at one uh, of my shows and you request "Sweet Home Alabama," I will absolutely play it for you for a hundred bucks. That's it. It's a hundred bucks, dude. It sound like it would sound like the real thing because your southern accent is. Mm. It's a hundred. Well, I'm from Alabama too. So I know it's a hundred bucks cash. I've had it happen three times in my life. Really? I said they come up and they're like, "Will you play Sweet but Home it's Alabama?" Auth- it's authentic. Oh, it's authentic. Authentic. It is authentic. Man, I think I got to hear but you play it. It's 100 now. bucks. Wow, well, I mean, <laughs> the guitar part's just me playing the chords. I can't do all the leads sure. and the fancy stuff, I but can't I, can sing the, I can sing it. Remember, that's why we pay people to play exactly. those parts. Yeah, that's why I always hire people that are better than me. Heck for that yeah. Stuff. I got I'm no problem with that. the least one around. Yeah. Shoot, the team is better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. I always surround myself with the best team possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, see, we did an hour and 50 minutes. We're terrible. That's amazing. You man. know what's so bad? It's like, I'm not gonna I normally it. would never listen to a podcast this long. Yeah. But like, I just, I guess I'm going to have to now. Yeah, you will. Because it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be an hour and 50 some odd minutes. That is because crazy. Even that part a minute ago when I had something stuck in my throat, when I was trying to say Ben and something, I couldn't talk. It's gonna stay in here. It's gonna stay in. I'm not editing any of this. See, I do the exact opposite of you. Yeah, but there's times I don't though because I didn't know. And then yeah, but the start and the finish, I'll put a little, you know, a little little intro and a little bumper. I'll give you a bumper. Shoot, I'll give you some songs for bumpers. Yeah, give me a bumper. I'll have to do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll holler at uh, I'll holler. I'll send old Clayton a message to see if he he minds if we use one of his things for a bumper, and we'll do that. Dude, it'd be some indie rock and roll, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for I'm it. I'm gonna have to show you this when this yeah, podcast. Yeah, and, and once it's released, out. like officially released, because it comes out Friday. Yeah, it comes out Friday. Which is by the time you listen to this, it's already out. Mm-hmm. So check him out, Clayton. What's his uh, website? Clayton Wyatt. Um, it's just Clayton Wyatt, and if you go to his um, his Instagram handle, I think it's Clayton Wyatt Music. Yeah, I think so. But if you just I'm find Clayton Wyatt, yeah, Wyatt, he'll be on there. Yeah, but, if you, but yeah, yeah if you look there. up Clayton Wyatt, but uh, yeah. I'll I'll reach out to him and just make sure it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I and, mean, I have so many artists that would just be feel cool that. They, and any time you want to send me something, I'm all about like, dude, I will. Yeah, I'm serious as a heart attack. I totally, I totally will. like send me, and I will give them credit. I literally I, cannot wait to show you a master, some masters yeah. right now after this ends because I'm just I'm I'm begging I'm I'm like itching for somebody right. else here besides me. That's well, then awesome. we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> and uh, Ben actually. Um, he he's gonna make me change my outro. He didn't do it on purpose, but I think he was correct. We were sitting down in the kitchen and we were talking earlier. So when I changed my outro here in a minute, but first off, thank you for being here, dude. Thank you for having me, man. That's um, a good time. Anything you want to tell the people, like websites and stuff? I'll of course put all that kind of stuff in the show notes. Um, but if there's anything in yeah, particular, yeah, for sure. Um, so if you just search Living Oak Studio on Facebook, it, my phone number's on there. My website's on there. My email's on there. There you go. Totally get in contact with me anyway. If you want to, if you want to make a record and you want to make a record that's really going to do something that matters and that sounds great, give me a call. Holler at him. Just give him till after July tenth. Yeah. If you ask me right now and it's a lot of money, I'm still going to say no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to go. Cool. You're going to be he, in August. Yeah. He's <laughs> got to meet little July. Miss Garlic, yeah. and that is a hundred percent understandable. Yeah. Well, it was fun, dude. Was I can't wait dude. to hear these masters. Yeah, let's do it. All right, y'all. Till the next time I talk to y'all. Y'all be ah oh, messed it up. See, you made me think. <laughs> I used to have it all down to it. 
Science. Until the next time I talk to y'all, y'all be nice to each other and roll tight.